Tomahawk, gods of Egypt, how many more titles do I need to say to continue greeting you, my friends, for the new episode of I Like to Movie Movie? My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully, and I'm going to greet you with a weapon of method, Ooh. which is a, a fake Jack Reacher title I came up with this week, because that's what I do when I'm not paying attention at work. I like that because it could also be the inverse. It could just be method of weapon. and it, would... a, it makes too much sense. <laughs> All of the, the Jack Reacher titles, and I say this out of respect, yeah. are just things that, that sound like, oh, dad thinks that's badass. <laughs> it, like... Nothing to run <laughs> or uh, <laughs> field of attack. I feel like those are one of those. Uh, can I just jump in? Please, yeah. okay. please, please. please. There are, are those novels that if you like work a blue collar job and then oh, you yeah. lose it, you could actually pick it up. Like if you lose it and then found a different one yeah. and then picked it up on the same page number, you would have a gist of what was going oh, on yeah. still. Yeah. Like everyone. Like, I just stopped reading Kickpoint, but I picked up Dead Chance and I feel like <laughs> I didn't miss a thing. And I'm going to stop with those. Kickpoint. Did you not? Because all I want to talk about is Dead Chance because I think that's the one where things change. <laughs> dead Chance is. Like uh, there's a girlfriend who dies in Dead Chance oh, and people are like, dead no, chance that's a really good one. It's, yeah, that's where it got real for Jack Reacher. Uh, just so you guys know, that wonderful voice that you hear oh, yes. is that. Uh, of uh, Brandon Gorin. Yeah, no. So Brandon welcome. T. Gorin. Yeah, Brandon T. I Gorin. T, T. Yeah. I didn't know if you used the T anymore. I do. I've always I've always used it, except no one else uses it but me, and I'm too much of a coward. I've always said what it, and it? I thought it was one of those things what, that you just what? didn't want. What is the T? The letter? Yeah, I get that. Is it is it representative of your actual middle name? Yeah, it's Thomas. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. For a second, just, I thought you were going to get real cryptic about it. I was like, he's better than this. I don't be one of those people who won't I, tell your no, middle well, name. Well, no, I, 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 no, it's Thomas. I wouldn't. It's my father's first <laughs> name. That always pisses me off when people are like, I can't tell you. It's like it's your fucking name. I yeah. ding. Oh, I worked <laughs> with a guy whose middle name was the letter B. Huh? I worked with a guy whose middle name was the letter B. My oh, literally just letter B. Just the letter B. Interesting. Which or wait, that's my middle initial. Was it the letter B, like like Ellerby, like Linda Ellerby, or is it B-E. the singular character B? The singular character B. That's oh. awesome. Uh, you my... should introduce him like that. Like, hi, my name is Doug, the single singular character B Fisher. We got pleased to, to meet you. He, he came in and I alphanumeric work. B. <laughs> I obviously have the nickname B because my name is Brandon. Yes. And he was like, well, my nickname's B. And I'm like, nah, that's bullshit. That yep. is uh, <laughs> my nickname. You cannot take it. It's like, well, my middle name's just B. And I'm like, I do not care. We, uh, it's my it's my thing. We refer to you as BTG at the mic when we like... When that we sounds a lot like BTK. Well, that's how, that's how, BTG is how What I is BTK? Bind, torture, kill, the BTK killer. So you would be like... What is that? Bind, torture, and he's grin. Famous. He's the a BTK famous killer. killer. Oh, that's like he's a real like, serial killer? I'm on a yeah, true crime kick right now. Oh, so right. Things are just... I'm going to kill somebody. It's on record, guys. that Swords and Sandals podcast. Swords and Sorcery. Swords and Sword and Scale. Actually, I'll plug it. This shit's good. That is a crazy podcast. Um, Scared of your neighbor. I got to talk to you guys real quick. Yeah. I got you something for the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I got you a gift. I forgot that you always do this. Um, who do you want me to give it to? It's just one gift. It's for both we'll of you. We'll give it to Garrett because it's probably going to live okay. here at the studio. I, I, yeah, I wrapped it. Oh, my God. Here you go. Oh, oh this is what's goodness. been in your shirt that's yeah, been in my house I the whole time? Run, I had to run back to my car. It's wrapped in a it's, shirt. Wait, it's, it's not just wrapped in a shirt, Dan. It's... Wrapped in multiple wrapped shirts. In multiple, well, that's, it's wearing that's an like undershirt. Paper. It's wearing an undershirt. Ooh, this is so exciting. Ooh, hold on. We're getting deeper now. If and this is a Blu-ray of what we just watched, 
Oh my god. It's actually <gasps> Did you make this? Yes, I did. This wow. is uh Can you put that up here? Yeah, I am going to hang it right above the studio. So this is a framed picture that uh Brandon It looks like you Hold on. Can I can we talk about the like the medium? So yes. is it is it markers? What it So I uh printed it out first. Okay. I use I made a bunch of those for the show I was just working on. Wait, the uh the, the Green, Green Day, Day show. show. <laughs> yeah, the Green Day show. And um, Is that what it's called? It's called the Green Day the show. The Green right? Day show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you're right before it opens, it's called the Green Day Show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I made a bunch of them, and then we I put them on flats, and we had to take them down, and they worked okay. really interestingly. So this so, is the likeness okay. of, of so, Leatherface. Yes, Leatherface. But the way I made it is I printed them out because I can't draw, and then I traced them in both pen and magic marker, and then I took um, white out uh, like whiteboard yeah, I was markers ask what that was. and okay. used that and then I, I pasted them up and you can see pictures of the full set and then when I ripped them down they ripped down really interestingly yeah. so I went to the dollar store and I picked Got up this two frame? frames yeah. it's actually two frames the front frame is the one you see and then there's a back frame uh, that's you can't see it. It's just the 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 glass. Oh, and I okay. spray painted the glass black, so it's between Whoa. two frames to keep it solid. Oh wow! And uh, I we were talking about that's one more th- effort than anything. This is incredible. That this podcast has had put into it. I can't wait for it to. Um, guys, I'm just gonna hold my arm up like Please this do. the whole time. Please do. This is <laughs> so you're near the board. So while he's holding that up, we're gonna have to teach you a bit some things about volume. This is gonna be <laughs> so since so you have the headphones, fucked. Garrett, you yeah. tell him how to do it. And we'll just kind of meter it out. Can we do that? This is awesome. This Thank is you, really Brandon. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is really awesome. We're do- yeah. We'll hang it right over the uh, over the I microphones feel like here. This will this will become a staple of our studio, much oh, yeah. like the upside down Watchmen poster <laughs> against the wall <laughs> that is has been in both of the studios. In both studios. So, I think upside uh, down in both studios. Upside down and leaning over. It? No, no, no. I, I love the Watchmen movie, actually, in a big, bad really? way. I actually yeah. think that... So here's my thing, is there are problems with the Watchmen movie, yes. but I think as far as uh, adapting the Watchmen into a movie, it's really great. And I actually think uh, the ending, which is probably the thing that most people have the biggest problem with, is an improvement over the ending in the book. Ooh. I think that Ooh. for the, a the question book, is those yes, for are you book, willing to make the trade for the subplot yeah. of the lovers on the boat? Okay. Right. And that's a really good thing, but you gotta oh, make we're that trade. We're gonna talk about Gremlins uh. too, but I gotta say I loved Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh I loved him. Uh I love Dawn of the Dead is really Dawn good. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And it it does its replay value is lower now. Okay. Because it has so much CGI blood. Yeah. That like it everything looks like a cartoon because with the, I hate CGI blood. Yeah. And then three hundred. Well, all his movies suffer from that. Yes. Yeah. And then I saw three hundred, and I liked three hundred. Sure. Uh, I thought it was a. I mean, it was. I enjoyed it's it. The when best I saw possible it. adaptation yeah. of that material if you're trying to make a visual version of that, yeah, that a, material. Like it's that. a big long fight scene. That's that. That uh, more than anyone, he definitely brought Frank Miller to the screen. Right, like better than anyone ever has. He got Frank Miller on the screen. I, just, I mean, Sin City. Uh, RoboCop two. Right. I don't know, but I don't know if that was really. Uh, he he co-wrote uh, RoboCop two. Yeah. Actually, he might have just. You wait. You think credit. you think that three hundred is a better representation of Frank you Miller might be right. than Sin City? Sin City's probably better. Because I think Sin, Sin City's a better movie. Yes, it was yeah. a movie. It's not. Yeah. Just, See, I'm going to disagree. Not I, I'm not very big on Sin City. Yeah. I think well, because you know what? It's one of those movies that I think is a lot of fun to watch, but it's just. It it really is just a lifting of that made you know put in motion. Yeah, it's it just feels episodic to me and kind of in a way that doesn't gel. Yeah, style style of style of substance all the way through. Yeah, yeah, but that's I, I totally. Actually, true. I, I almost Sin wish a Zack Snyder did it in the books too. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just I, I guess I could just say it's just not for me. It's I, like I don't a noir exercise basically. So then it's that, and then it's um, 
Watchmen think, is next? Yeah, I think that's everything up to Watchmen. And then Watchmen, which I didn't like, and I like the books a lot better, and I like the thing that Terry Gilliam pitched. I love that. Did, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did right. V for Vendetta predate Watchmen? He's not V for Vendetta, though. He's not, he's not Sin City either. Uh, no, I was yeah, comparing yeah. Frank Miller's. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure V for Vendetta predates Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know it because V for Vendetta was still sort of in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, remember that. I'm not I sure. I barely remember it. I, uh, on the movie timeline, V for Vendetta came out first. Yeah. I don't know about the books, though. I'm not sure which That's one was I released meant, first. Where that movie was. I'm pretty sure V for Vendetta is earlier than Watchmen. Mm. I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah, I'm, I can say that pretty confidently. Yeah. Uh, actually, part of the reason I have this movie poster, by the way, I was going to bring this up, is this came out on uh, 03, 06, 09, mm-hmm. which was a fun date for it to come out on because there's so much symmetry in Watchmen oh, as a story, right? It is true. Uh, also, my birthday is the next day. So uh, I felt like it was a birthday present to me from Zack Snyder. Well, there you go. Did you did you see Batman vs Superman? I did. I did not feel like that was a birthday present to anyone other than maybe Zack Snyder. I I did. I've never seen a movie where I went. Did you? Have you? You didn't. I've never seen a movie where I walked out and went. None of that was earned. Like <laughs> none of that was earned. <laughs> and like I you. Oh, I liked it. I disliked it. I was like none of that was earned. You can't. I know that Batman sometimes kills people. Yeah. But the first time we see new Batman, yeah. he has to be Batman, Batman. Yeah. And if you're gonna show, if you're gonna show his parents getting shot again, uh-huh. you gotta start. You can't, you can't show his parents getting shot and show old bitter Batman. You know right, what I mean? Like right. if you want to do old bitter Batman, just fucking like we can for we know we, yeah, we know don't need the, the origin for that. They tried guy. to do something thematically though with it that was different because that's the first origin of Batman where uh, Papa Wayne tried to fight back. Yeah, I think every they, time he talks them out of it and says, "You don't want to do this. I'm just." But in this one, he clenches a fist and rushes the guy. And to me, now I'm not saying because I do agree with you, it's not earned, but that I believe was put there to fuel the idea of. I think so Here's too. a Batman that when his back's against the wall and he feels like he hasn't been effective, he might just start killing people See, wantonly. Now, I, is that right? Harder. Is it true to the character? I don't know if I'm one yeah. to say, but it, there was definitely something purposeful there, and I, you got to give it that. See that, but at the same, like Frank. And I don't always like Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. But yeah. When Frank Miller's when he st- when his Batman started killing people, yeah, it was super earned. Yeah. Like like he finally it was the Joker who snapped him, and he was like, you know what, fuck it, and like that's a powerful moment. And they, the idea that he's totally different from the beginning doesn't. Mm-hmm. It also well, makes it's also, when that happens, it's almost Batman. a retirement. Yeah, it's almost like you know what. I'm going to kill the ultimate evil. And, you know, it's always the Joker. I, I didn't hate violent Batman, but what I agree with is it feels weird to tell a new Batman story starting with that Batman. Yes, that I feels agree That completely. feels strange to me. Well, I mean, that was another one, too, where I bet a Man of Steel 2 was happening. And right. We're like, we got to throw Batman yep. in this yep. franchise. Yep. We got to get it in. And, and I think Snyder really wanted to do Dark Knight Returns. Like, so I, I think, think that's, like, what he... I just... He hasn't put out anything obsesses good over. since... It's, it, other than that owl thing. I think that owl thing... <laughs> the owl thing was pretty I've cool. i heard the owl thing is pretty cool. But uh, I, oh, this is interesting, and I think it's important that we use it to jump into... Because we have an episode on Batman versus Superman oh. yes. that goes, like, four hours into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we so, spent a long time talking about... What we're talking about... And, and mostly agreeing with you. We are talking taking about... Taking beloved characters yeah. and rebooting them for a new thing. Yeah. I feel like that is something... To tie two gremlins to, <laughs> oh, gremlins which is indeed the movie that we're supposed to that we're supposed to talk about. The uh, Gremlins two is a is a sequel, kind of unlike many others. Yeah. So what? It was six years after Gremlins. Is six that what we just after figured Gremlins. out? Gremlins Eighty four is Gremlins. Eighty four, I believe. And ninety is uh, Gremlins. Ninety is Gremlins. Yeah. Too. Like surprisingly, a lot of the original lineup. 
I was uh, super surprised that both the lead actors were yeah, back for and it. The, and the director, which is kind of important to think about, is that uh, Joe Dante? Joe Dante, right? yeah. Joe Dante is the one directing this. This isn't in someone else's hands. Right. Because I think if it was in someone else's hands, it wouldn't be as much fun to watch. I mm-hmm. totally agree. Like, well, it could turn into the, you know, like not another teen movie thing where it was just kitchen sink references. Yes. But this is a movie. This it, is a, it decides his, to be a movie. And yeah. it's his property, too. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, his, it's him deciding it, to be fucking nuts about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was... So I... Uh, my, my history with Gremlins is uh, short. Uh, I, I remember Gremlins from when I was a kid, but I don't remember... Did you just call them Gremlins? G- yeah, Gremlins. <laughs> I remember Gremlins from you when I was gremlins? a kid. Uh, but I, I don't remember why. Like, I, mm. I don't even know if I had seen them. I feel I, when I watched, the, so they, well, they even say in this movie there were gizmos everywhere. We, yeah, yes. we we mass marketed gizmo. Well, uh, and then eventually Furbies became a thing, which are clearly just gizmos. They're just and gizmos. They, and they and, and the uh, I think it was Warner Brothers sued the guys Over who that? made Furbies, yeah. and then really? the guys who made Furbies made a, later on made a Furby that was a gizmo. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, they joined together. They joined together. Yeah. As a bathroom buddy of sorts. Yeah, all the things you need in one. Yeah, well, and so it was like it was like a lot of Amblin properties. Is like it was just sort of surrounding us. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, I was born in '87, so it was like in the late '80s, early '90s. Like a lot of that stuff was just around you all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it was like I was aware of ET before I saw ET. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, same thing. Uh, and I, I don't know. It was I know I saw maybe the first one when I, so this I watched was on TNT. A lot. I was gonna say that's what I think is that I've. I seen... think I saw this movie on tape. With commercials, yeah, yeah, it was one I, of those. I also feel like this is one of those movies that you Gremlins watch one is what I'm saying. Yeah, in a hotel room. Yeah, when your parents were like, "Yeah, we're on vacation." And they, <laughs> it was their bar night, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, you can, you can get a pizza, you can mm. watch any movie you want." And Gremlins or Gremlins Two is sort of the perfect hotel I room. Definitely know movie. I saw Critters that way. Ooh. Which is Critters a ripoff of this movie? Does anybody know is Critters? Well, there was a thing in the eighties yeah. that were just little dudes horror. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where there was the—I mean, Joe Dante did The Gate. Oh, right. I believe that was Joe Dante. I right? Or was that John? Lay- I, either Even way. Army of Darkness has little dudes. Little horror guys, in it. Yeah. little dudes is always a thing, and this is kind of the ultimate little dudes movie. Yeah. What was the uh, Robert? Uh, not Robert Rodriguez. Sorry, Guillermo del Toro uh, uh, produced one of Little Dudes. It was like. I think it was Don't Be Afraid of the Dark or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that yeah. movie surprised me because I was like, yeah, it's going to be some shit. And then it was a little dude's horror movie uh-huh. with little, little dudes running around. Remember Small Soldiers? Yep. Oh, God. Oh, that was also Joe Dante. I, oh, yeah, that's right. Same director. He loves little I, dudes. He loves little dudes. Wait, was that Dante? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He Dude, loves I little creatures and he in, loves Looney Tunes. In theaters. I saw it in theaters. Three times. Loved it. I decided that movie was going to be my Star Wars. I was like, this is my Star Wars. And I dragged my father to that movie. I think I took my dad three too. I times. think I made him see it. Yeah. I went at the $3 free popcorn buffet movie theater at the Echelon Mall yeah. on my birthday. I remember it liking awesome. that movie a lot. I, I remember I enjoying love it. it. Yeah. And I still have. I remember when they, they talk about the wind and the action figures don't have nerves. And he's like, I can't feel the wind. But he's, he says, I'm like, just because you can't feel something doesn't mean it's not there. And it's like this action figure talking deep shit. You're like, whoa. Uh, I'm into that. I like I, my little dude smart. I, I want to watch Toy Soldiers. No, Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers. I really want to watch it again, and I think it's going to be a nostalgia buster. Like It's going to be something where I'm like, oh, I love this, but I know... Is Phil Hartman in that movie? Does he play the neighbor? I believe he does, but he's if also he, the neighbor in Jingle All the Way, so uh, they like cross if, over. If Turbo Man is kind of does. a small soldier. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> like, I feel like Phil Hartman just was the neighbor for yeah. a while. I think he's in that movie. 
Anyway, I bet he is. I so I watched Gremlins for like a imagine. Sta- imagine you live next to Phil Hartman, uh-huh. and he just comes over all the time and just like, hey, everybody, that'd be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I well, would there's, love- there's probably ten people out there that have lived next to Phil Hartman, and he was just <laughs> the, the zany kind of weird neighbor, but kind of proper yeah. before he was anybody. And there was one person. Oh, that just hated his wife. No, he's yeah, like who, that. Mrs. Who, Hartman's kind of crazy. Her, She's yelling at plants. There was one person who heard gunshots one yeah, night, yeah. like. Ooh, oh. <laughs> then vice versa. I've, conversely, imagine on a sitcom if the zany neighbor was just killed. <laughs> yeah. Who killed it? Who killed Kowalski? <laughs> this is Kowalski. Warm laughter. Oh. Warm laughter. And then, to then the... next week's the very special episode where they deal with it. No, no, that would be the very special episode. It would yeah. be the special episode where like they're like, "What does cocaine do?" And then you just hear gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, remember when Urkel got drunk and Aunt Rachel had to tightrope walk across the clothesline between buildings to rescue him? Yeah. Yep, be... They spiked the punch. He was doing the Urkel, and then things fell apart. And he still got so. in trouble, and it always bothered me because he didn't know there was alcohol in it, and yeah. everyone was still mad at him. Like, how is that his fucking fault? Yeah. Oh god, it still pissed me off. <laughs> also, in that very special episode, the dealer is Andy Dick. That's important. That's Whoa. very important. That's true. Because you know, okay. Anyway, he yeah. Well, he also would have been on news radio at the time, right? So he was probably like an easy easy get for the other other show. I think. What? But you know what Andy he's Dick? not in Gremlins well, you know too. He, he's I don't know who it is, but someone blamed Andy Dick for like Oh John Lovitz blamed yeah, Andy Jan Dick. Lo- yeah. John Lovitz, who fucking I love John Lovitz, blamed <laughs> Andy Dick for killing like he was like, No, you got everyone addicted to Coke again. <laughs> and like Phil Hartman is dead because he's of like, you. I'm trying to get people addicted to Subway. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ticket. Or the the yellow pages. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so, horrible. I thought about I thought about your act, Dick, and it stinks. <laughs> that's what he would do. Stink that. dick. That's my that's my John Lovitz, which I I believe is probably also my uh, what's the Midnight Run guy? Oh, uh, uh, Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Yeah. yeah, just yell everything. It's yeah. really just you just talking and pointing, which is weird because no one no can, one can see, see it. it. I do that a lot. I gesture. Uh, so you saw Gremlins, I hear this week ostensibly for the first time. You know what I mean? Like I. That's kind of how I felt about it too. Yeah, I put it on in the last minute and turned out to be I, I remember like the scene where the one gremlin is hanging from a ceiling fan mm-hmm. that's the one thing that my brain was like yeah you've seen this before mm-hmm. that was it <laughs> but I like so, to like, call that move pulling a newsie yeah. just pulling a newsie in that bar not yeah. an oozy a newsie a newsie they're big on that uh and it was great it's a good movie I really liked gremlins I get well I gave it three stars it wasn't like great it's an incomplete movie yeah because there's a lot of hanging threads yeah that you could tell meant something the angry lady that Denies the uh, the one mom money outside of the bank. Uh-huh. Um, there's a, just there's all this weird stuff that seems like it's going somewhere. The the, the shock jock, yeah, that has a background adventure. Judge Reinhold is like credited at the top of the movie, yeah. and then is in it for like five minutes and never comes back. Like there's no revenge on that character, which it feels like that's what they're setting him up for. Because mm-hmm. the whole movie feels like this big sort of like anti-capitalism thing, especially like the capitalism of Christmas. Mm-hmm. You have all these characters telling, what's the, is it Charlie? What's the main character's name? It's Zach Galligan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Telling he will Z- always just be Zach Galligan. Yeah. It's just, it's like everybody in the movie is like, Zach, if I know one thing about this world and this life, it's that money is important and great and makes me feel good. And you don't spend enough time thinking about and trying to earn money. Billy Peltzer. Billy, yeah. Billy, yeah, because Bill. Yeah. B- Bill, yeah. And and so that's like sequel. the whole movie is like people telling Billy that he d- does not focus enough on making money, basically. Yes. Uh, and then half of those characters don't get, there's no like revenge for that. Is that a, do you think that's a bad thing or is that like a Jaws thing where like once Jaws shows up, all of the storylines are dropped? 
Uh, I think that's a bad thing. It's okay. all, no, here's the thing. I think it's a... It, the, well, in, in Jaws, they don't feel like story threads so much as they feel like world building. Yeah. Because it's not hammy. Right. In Gremlins, it's it seems like it's going to be functional. I mean, that's what yeah. works so well about both Gremlins and Gremlins 2 is like, here's a filmmaker that actually just knows the basic language yes. of cinema and if, how to exploit it. If you ever They wanna, were going somewhere. If you totally. ever want to be more impressed by Jaws, yeah. read Jaws the book. Oh, okay. Oh, I hear it's, it's, I've heard it's not it's good. It's not terrible, it, but it has that same like... All these stories happen, and you're like, yo, I want to get back to that shark, please. Yeah. Like, there's mobsters show up, and like, there's infidelity, and you're like, yeah, but uh, the shark. Hey, this is the guy who uh, who, who ate Polly. Yeah. <laughs> Something it, real fishy going on and here. And it has the same <laughs> ending as the movie Jaws, but all these stu- all this stuff is just hanging says, at the end. you son like, of a jackal. It's <laughs> uncomfortable to listen to. It's it, very weird. <laughs> it, it's worth it's worth or it's actually a, it's sort of a fascinating read. It's I would imagine of, so, just for like the adaptation. Yeah, plot. the adaptation. Yeah. Uh, but so three stars, which isn't bad. No, it was good. Here's the thing that is, I think, a problem with the first Gremlins is uh, you have a, a movie that's 90 minutes long, and the last half hour is great. It's like a really, really mm-hmm. great explosive finale. But the hour leading up to that is pretty slow moving, and not in a bad way, but it just it never, for a, for an hour of movie, for me to not really care about any of the characters by yeah, the time yeah. we get to the finale is a problem. But the thing is, I will say this, I agree, but I only agree in hindsight. Right. Because watching it during it, because I felt like the threads were going somewhere, I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, me too. It felt very Amblin. It yep. felt like a small town. So, Everyone knows each other. There's tropes that hang out there, but none that are cartoonish. Totally. Here they're a little more cartoonish. But after the fact, when I look back, and if you said describe... Uh, Gremlins. I would spend ten minutes describing the last act, yep. and I would gloss over the first act in, totally. in a minute. Yeah, because that's ultimately how it feels. And it is. We it, couldn't that, name Billy. No, exactly. And it, it doesn't feel like it's what I was. They gonna, did a better job in the first, the second one. That was so. Oh, absolutely. They, they did a better job of almost everything in the second one. I'm like really excited to get to that. But the the thing about the first one was it was. It's not that it was bad. It was more like it felt like it was kind of cut up. It felt like there were things that were just sort of lost in the editing and the marketing well, like and too, releasing of that. the movie. If I was looking at that movie and it was two hours long, real weird. I'd be like, listen, we stuff's got to go. Yeah. yeah. And we don't have money to reshoot shit. Yeah. Listen, what, let's start at the, let's build the pros and cons and just shave it yeah. off. It's yeah. called Gremlins. We got to get to these Gremlins quicker. Yeah, yeah you know exactly, I mean? exactly. And it still feels like it takes them too long to get to those Gremlins in I, the first I, one. So what is your favorite part? Speaking of which, what's your yeah. favorite part of that movie? Okay, so I have two big favorite parts of that okay. so my i love the ending personally uh oh oh like the raiders of the lost ark style melting yes. i yeah. i loved that too I fucking and, and love like the melting. barbie power wheels like yeah. d- him driving off the sled as like a ramp like i loved that like a gizmo all of a sudden becomes like the hero you know in the, like, yes. the last minute well that was uh one of steven spielberg's stipulations was yeah. keep gizmo a hero yeah because he has to be adorable yeah Partially because I think Spielberg just kind of knew, like, we can fucking sell that. But <laughs> yeah, also because, smart. I mean, he's the guy who it's like, oh, you're going to have a family? Get a dog in there. Yeah, Get a dog. Totally. You know, he's, he's doing that with Gizmo. But Gizmo's a legit character. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's I mean, he's voiced character. by Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah. You don't get A-level talent like that <laughs> just off of America's Got t- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, um, uh, but uh, uh, okay, so my favorite part. So yeah. my 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 probably like yeah. the the yeah too. So like the thing that I just think is like the like one of the just most fun things in the movie is the uh, old woman who is just the meanest old woman in any movie ever. She's immediately mean to everyone <laughs> she comes in contact with. So that she cuts in front of everyone at the bank. Oh yeah, every time, every time, yeah. and yeah. she's just she's so mean to everyone. So that it's like you know as soon as the movie starts and she's mean, you're like. 
oh, this lady is getting killed. She's getting eviscerated. She, She's uh, the one gruesome death. And that's I'm gonna, gonna be love fine. it. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna cheer when it happens. And boy, you bet I cheered when her fucking power lift chair went super fast <laughs> up the s- spiral staircase of her house and rocketed her out the uh, the second story window of her house like she was a cannonball. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I really, really enjoyed old lady getting fired out of her own house like a cannonball. And when the cops saw her body in the street, um, Officer Mike Ehrman trapped from Breaking Bad, and he's just like, hey, is that Mrs. Dreary? Or uh, her name was something like that. Or Mrs. Dreagle? I think it was Dreagle. Dreagle. Mrs. Dreagle. Is that Mrs. Dreagle? And they're just like, Yeah. And then they're they're like, oh, (laughs) whatever. We don't give a shit. But my favorite part of Gremlins... I guffawed at this because it was just, it was played so right, uh, is when, okay, what is the girl's name now? Phoebe so Kate's. We got Billy. Billy what, and, and okay. Kate Berenger. Kate. Okay. Kate. Well, Billy and Kate. I remember yeah. both the, those. the top four build cast of Gremlins are Billy Peltzer, Kate Berenger, Randall Peltzer, and Chinese Boy. Oh, God. <laughs> These oh, movies are is, so racist. That is a problem. Yeah. And it's, 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 a, it's a nostalgia thing that I'm more okay with than I should be. Because uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, remember when we used to be really racist? That yeah. was so... Oh, no, it was terrible. That was, was very terrible. recent. Yeah. Well, there's also Grandfather, who parentheses below it is Mr. Wing. It actually so bothers like, me that Howie Mandel's not You could have had one of the other, but you needed bill. to give him Wing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I, I feel you on that about Howie. Uh, I mean, he's, fucking, he's Gizmo. He's goddamn Gizmo. He is the, ostensibly the, the main attraction. As long as Rick yeah. Baker's up there. I mean, he's Gizmo, too. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's very Rick Baker. Uh, okay, so my other favorite scene, though, is Kate. Right, Kate mm-hmm. Berenger. When she tells the story about why she hates Christmas, it is one of the darkest, funniest things I've seen in what is ostensibly a children's movie, maybe ever. She so uh, to give the audience context to for maybe for some reason you've not seen Gremlins, you're listening to talk See about this. both those films before listening to this podcast. Yeah, you should. That's generally the rule. Generally, the rule of movie of movie is is you should see these movies. Uh, Kate uh, uh, says she hates Christmas throughout the movie, and then eventually reveals to Billy in a very emotional moment that the movie takes very seriously. Now, preface: It's the worst quote, worst thing that's ever happened to her. Worst thing that's ever happened to her, and it's why she hates Christmas. It's mm-hmm. the worst mm-hmm. thing yeah. that's ever happened to her, and the movie takes it very seriously. The movie treats it seriously. She acts it very seriously. Uh, what Zach Galligan plays his reaction, Bill- Billy Pelter, re- very seriously. Yep. Uh, and she says, uh, when I was six, let's say, I don't know, whatever. When I was five when or six. I believe she says, in my salad days. My salad I th- days. I believe that's what's said. Uh, I could be completely 100% wrong, but I yeah. think that's That sounds like something you're making up. Yeah. It, I might be 100% wrong <laughs> on that, but I, I, that's what I think. In her salad days, uh, she... Sounds right. Uh, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, her father disappeared. Uh, and they couldn't find him. Oh. Uh, and it took a few days. Uh, there was a police search, a uh, very dramatic police search. Uh, and then one night, uh, they decided to light a fire, her and her mother, in the fireplace. It was like a scene from Yesterday's a Bullet or Double Effort. Both <laughs> Jack Reacher novels coming soon to you. Okay. Uh, they decided to light a fire in the fireplace. Uh, but then the house started to fill with smoke because the chimney was clogged. And when they went to look inside the chimney and find out where it was clogged... It was they, be- wait, stop. Yeah? They thought it was a raccoon. They thought it was a raccoon. That's very important to me. They thought it was a raccoon. Uh-huh. It turned I, out- I believe it's a raccoon or, or, or a squirrel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, like, yeah. she, she, yeah, she, she throws it away. She just, they thought it was a, a raccoon child. or a... A lost little person. Yeah, or a gremlin or something oh. stuck in her... Mm-hmm. It turned out mm-hmm. uh, it was her dad. Oh. Uh, oh. It was her dad. <laughs> 
who was dressed in a Santa costume. Yep. Because on Christmas Eve, he had gifts and everything. He had gifts and everything. Yep. He was going to surprise us. Now, here's the thing, Brandon. That's a bad idea. That's a terrible what an idea. idiot dead. But here's the thing. That happens to people, though. That's not. Yeah, that, yeah. There is a basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, Brandon. Is up until that point, the movie is taking all that very seriously, and so am I. It's played very seriously. And I was like, oh, this is heartbreaking. This is so dark. And then she capped the whole story off with, and that was when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. And I laughed harder than I've laughed in a movie in a really long time. That's so fucking traumatic. That's so dark. That is the darkest joke in any movie intended for children. They do offer a little bit of relief. Yeah. Because it's suggesting, as they're telling the story, that he had been up there and they they burned him. But she says that he had snapped his neck and died instantly. (laughs) So they do give you a little little, bit of relief. A little bit. They they stab you and then they blow on it a little bit with that. I'm trying to think of like, I feel like that's unfair because there's a lot of really dark moments. But I No, that is the darkest moment in that. <laughs> That's pretty dark. Is there any like in movies like what's the best darkest also funniest moment? I I can't think of any compared uh, to that one right I think, now. I think right now the easiest I can come up with is when uh, Ed Norton, the narrator, yeah, beats uh, what's his face's face in. Yeah, like every time. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh Academy no. Award winning actor Jared, Jared, Jared Leto. Yeah, no, yeah. no yeah. it's not that. It's it's the scene where Brad Pitt in Fight Club. One of my. It's like that's oh, like a, when he's laughing, getting his ass kicked. When he's getting his ass oh, kicked, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he starts holding that guy down and bleeding into his mouth. Like yeah. I can't watch that without laughing. Uh-huh. I think that like you're right though. You almost have to like you almost have to go from like a PG PG thirteen yeah. movie. To like a hard, hard R. I think so. To get something that dark. That's a really and dark joke. And Have it's you ever really seen Happiness? Funny. I haven't. Uh, that is that Todd Solons? Todd Solons. Todd, is that how you say it? I don't Solons? know. Solon Solons? Yeah. Salad days. He, Todd <laughs> Salad days. That movie ends on one of the darkest jokes I've ever seen, yeah. and it's one of the funniest smash cut. That to is yeah. one of the oh. funniest, saddest movies. Oh, yeah. It, it is. If you, you need to see Happiness. I really want to. I've um, heard. Like, Oh God. I, yeah. I remember, and I almost feel oh, it's like, and it's hilarious. And it is, I mean, it is pitch, pitch black. Yeah, it is. There's a madcap trying to get drugs into a little boy's sandwich scene that's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to like. I feel but it's, weird it's, saying I was. It's watch, not disrespectful right. to Cress. It, it, right, what? Right. It's not. I mean, it. I mean, it's. I can't say it's not disrespectful because, like. You can't make a movie that fucked up, and yeah. they're yeah. like, like, but it doesn't feel crass. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't feel like it, like it, uh, it, um, mean necessarily. I mean, it almost, no, happiness it almost is mean feels, as shit. No, but I mean, in, in terms of its characters, like one of the things that's so troubling about it, but also so cool about it, is they don't really pass any judgment on any characters. Who, yeah, who plays the, the dad whole in reason? That? Um, uh, he was name? gonna be the lizard in the Spider-Man movies. Oh, Kyle something, right? Uh, Either wow. way, God, I can't it's a madcap scene where he is trying to drug a boy so he yeah. can have his way with and him. It, and but at the same time, it's side. so... Well, the, the, only reason, the only reason the it's funny it's is yeah. because of the way you're putting it together, but a lot of that comes from... They don't play this guy as a bad guy because for all intents and purposes, he's a regular guy with some dark desires. With, and it's, with, it's very with crazy. T- with but, a horrible desire. But it doesn't... I mean, he's it, a there's monster. There's a lot of fucked up stuff. But they don't play him as... I mean, they don't play him as a monster. You really should... Like, I remember... Uh, he's suffering from... His monstrosity. Yeah, he, the guy who played it should have. I mean, he should have won every award, but because he played a you know fucking right. kid yeah. toucher, yeah. you yeah. can't fucking can't say that's it. a good yeah, thing. The Academy was, and yeah. he didn't just play a kid toucher; he played a kid toucher that just sort of understood. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. And the and like not the kid touching part, but you didn't. Normally, you're like, oh, look at that guy. I hate him, but you, you, you hated what he did. But like, there's a scene that is one of the saddest is when his kid confronts him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is both 
hilarious. And it is. It's funny. But it's like, I remember. That's what um, Salons does. Uh, You're just kind of slipping around in vomit. Yeah. You know, trying to get to the gold. And it's great. So I, I, I we saw it. And I was watching with, like, other people who are really into that type of film. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't. You don't pause it for anything. And the guy I was watching with who watches dark stuff, it's sort of his shtick, paused it and went, I need to go smoke, and, like, just walked outside. <laughs> like, it literally was like, nope, 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 I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. It's way too dark. It's way, way too dark. I'm freaking out. Like, I mean, it is, it gets, it's, it gets under your skin. Yeah. And it is. Also, oh, laugh out loud, hilarious, frequently. Yeah. 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 It's and wild. Like, but it, it And d- not because you, it, you don't necessarily feel dirty about laughing about it except Wait. like you do because it is what it's going for but you don't it's you should see happening yeah and it, yeah, and it does it. this good. really good job of like turning <laughs> stuff that's really funny and then twisting it into a point where you're like this isn't funny anymore I'm yeah having mm. a good time john lovitz in that movie john lovitz is in that movie for he a is in that movie he is in that movie john lovitz is in that movie i believe he tells a woman you're shit He'll always be shit. But me, I'm champagne. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty but fantastic. He, no, it's probably John Lovis is one of his best performances. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, like that, that and um <laughs> that's you what, know my brain that was why I paused. I was like, well, what he was else the, the auditioning ever... wedding singer in the <laughs> oh, wedding yeah, singer yeah. for eight seconds. There was that too. Yeah, it's it's funny that's that it. like SNL yeah. guys can put out really good performances. Like the SNL guys that are in Gremlins too. Yes. There's a um, bunch of them. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of them, more than I Gloria thought. Gloria Sweeney shows up. Yeah. There you go. That's her name. Yep. <laughs> it up. So, yeah. So, this movie opens up. It's Pat. Yeah. It's Pat, it's, which I think it. is funny. I'm not sure. But well, here's the thing. Gremlins yeah. 2, I think, before we get into it, we should talk about where this comes from. Yeah. Right? Because is, Gremlins We are was having in, a hard time getting into Gremlins 2. I'm so that's, excited. That's kind of what... That's why we're here. We can get, yeah. get to it however <laughs> yeah, we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. And it's thematically appropriate because of what happened with Gremlins 2. Gremlins was... A, I think a success, a hit. Right? It was a success yeah. in terms of, of cultural iconography almost yeah. immediately. It's sort of We surprising. did put, as they mentioned in this movie in reference, we did put gizmos with suction cups on oh, the yeah. inside of windows. But uh, after this movie, they decided, let's do a sequel. Tossed it around for the better part of a decade, six years. Yeah, and enough. Joe Dante had said no. And then they came back to him and said, okay, do it, but we'll give you triple the budget. I don't know if they threw this down, but this is how yeah, it ended yeah. up. They got triple the budget and full creative control. Yep. And so a real fucking Warner Brothers fanboy got his hands on a Warner Brothers property (laughs) with all of the money and none of the guidance. Yep. And uh, oh, I think and that's all where the Gremlins Two it. came from, and and somehow that magic gels. I think it's all the better for it. My favorite thing about Gremlins, the first one, like aside from those specific scenes, mm-hmm. was the amount of chaos that it becomes at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like there is true anarchy in Gremlins, mm-hmm. a- and at a level that like you really do not see that often. Uh, it, it's it. It is at such a, a high pitch of just like pure it's a stress thing. Yeah, There's so much. I it, almost feel like you only see that in like French films. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Like mm. surrealist films hit that level. Like the Gremlins and the the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie <laughs> both hit that level of like anything can happen at this point. I guess. Yeah, it was. There was just a point in Gremlins where I was like, "This is amazing." It, I mean, it legitimately is like a Warner Brothers cartoon. It's mm. just like this pure. They're they're animaniacs. chaos. Yeah, they're less well read, but they're animaniacs. Yeah, because their their main mo is let's have uh, rambunctious fun. Yeah, but they're just they're also monsters, so but, they like to scratch things and potentially uh-huh, kill them too. Uh-huh. What I love about the first one and the second one too, the second one has it, it it rides a line that's really impressive. Yeah, 
is that yes, they're animaniacs, but all their actions have real world repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yes, and like people are legitimately afraid, mm-hmm. and like uh, the second one, they're. The first almost, one has a lot of straight up deaths. Like, yeah, like and real the second murders. one has less so, but it has moments of violence. Oh, yeah. and upset it, upsetness. Uh, are we doing this in order? Or are we? Like, oh, it doesn't we, matter. No, okay. you can jump around because um, the Bat Gremlin, which we'll explain, which I love that it's so fucking sloppy. It's so like but I it's love tangible. the way it looked. It's yeah. fucking tangible. I That's the thing. The it has I love to the be way touchable. I love the way that they got to. Uh, also, it's a great pre-CGI movie. Like, yes, yeah. there's green screen, but, like, the green screen is, like, you took a puppet, and then yep. you put a video Green screen was it. out of necessity at this yep. point, and not out of laziness. Yes. Or just, you know, budget. Or yeah, budget. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. just, like, oh, we're gonna make every last thing imaginary. And you're like, yeah, I need something real here. Yes. Well, and good, good, good practical effects came from budgetary needs, mm-hmm. and then as computer work got cheaper, it just flip-flopped. Yeah, yep. but I, 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 and I'm still, like, I guess I show my age. I just kind of hate CGI. Like, I just, like, there's good CGI. Yep. But, man, you put a guy in a puppet. I'm always. I agree. I, that's a great term for it, too. Put a guy in a puppet. <laughs> yeah. yeah not guy. a guy in a suit, not yep. just a puppet, but a guy, a in, a guy puppet, in a puppet. That's how you get the fucking aliens from aliens. That's how you, you get know? Ninja Turtles, baby. That's, that's what Predators made and of. I'll wa- did you guys watch that new Ninja Turtles yet? I not did. Yet. How was it? It was actually a lot of fun. I didn't hate Will the I first call it legit? Either did I. I won't call it legitimately I, good, but as a huge fan of the cartoon growing up, it was that as close as we're probably ever going to get it. Yeah. And as I'm doing air quotes as I do this, live action as we're going <laughs> to get it. I will also it's cool. say, I didn't hate that first one, but there is one joke in that movie that is now in my brain forever, and it's uh, my shell feels tight. <laughs> I hate that I don't joke. remember it. Um, yeah. Michael? Yeah, nope. Michelangelo, I think. Is it right? Michelangelo? I'm pretty sure. When he sees uh, April yeah, O'Neil for Michael the first Angela, time. When he sees April O'Neil. Oh, he's having a turtle boner? Oh, yeah. no, my shell feels tight. And I'm like, I hated that. That's I, really weird. That's yeah. the gross. And it, like, like that's not so even how that so works. Uh, Turtles' penises come out of the shell. I've been to the zoo. Those fuckers <laughs> fuck, and they do it all goddamn day. And they don't care who's looking. But uh, my favorite part of. And it's slow and sensual, um, like a turtle. So <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that single yeah. enthusiastic laugh just, that you underhand palm <laughs> towards me. Here you go. Here, take. Thank you. So gr- in the in the movie, this this bat gremlin happens and he bursts out the window yes. and it's he makes the bat symbol. Yes, which the, is a silly Batman bat symbol. The Batman bat symbol, which is a silly joke. And I looked directly at you and I went, "Did you get it? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course." You know what's <laughs> interesting though? I put on Animaniacs on uh, Netflix the other day because the whole thing. Oh is yeah, there. That's right. yeah and there's the, this one episode where the Animaniacs had to stay out of this. Hollywood party okay. because the head of the studio needed to impress the uh, the Asian investors. Oh my god! Really, we'll get into that a little bit. How that's a running theme, but oh throughout the whole thing. When the Animaniacs naturally show up and wreak havoc at the party, which of course works out for the better because the investors love the Animaniacs. <laughs> of course uh-huh. they do. It's filled with Batman Returns references. Oh yeah, Batman's in it. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it oh my as god. Catwoman. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Warner Brothers was really leaning on Batman yeah. at that point. That's well, very yeah, funny. I don't blame him. Yeah. It is funny. Um, so yeah, it stays with Batman, and then it attacks the the drunk guy um, before he throws. Oh, right. it. but he's not drunk anymore. He actually yeah, has a full not, character he's, development. Yeah, he's he cleaned a, up. He's cleaned up. So he throws. And, and we he, know why he was drunk was because he's a veteran. He had PTSD. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Dick he, Miller is fully fleshed out. So he, <laughs> he's a fully fleshed out Dick. He he, he he's attacking him, <laughs> and he cuts his head, and like. That, it hurts. It hurt. Yeah. It visually hurt. Yeah, you can see a whole puppet hand go into that guy's head. Yeah, like it, it looked like they were like, okay, so we're just gonna hit you with this puppet hand as hard as we can. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so yeah, but the movie opens and it sort of announces itself when it opens. Yeah. Um, because it, I mean, it opens with Bugs Alo- Bunny Alo- and then Tunes cartoon. Daffy. Yeah. It was weird about. I've seen this movie so many times and I've seen all the um, cutscenes mm-hmm. that. I don't remember the difference between what's actually in the movie, right, and, and what is from the, the cutscene. Because the, yeah, 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 the yeah. end has a lot. There's a longer end to it, where they his dad call his dad sends him a package because he's an inventor, mm-hmm. and the package is he invented a uh, rain jacket for Gizmo, oh, so that this wouldn't happen anymore. Uh-huh. That's incredible. Which is I it always it maybe it's either in the commentary a deleted scene yeah, yeah, yeah. or like I, I can tell you why it's gone though. Why? Because they were just they cut gotta have another the, sequel. Well, they got rid of the first movie. And yeah. this is a movie and functionally I saw this before I ever saw the first Wait, one. Wait, why do you kid. think they got rid of the first movie? They I'm saying they they're they're kind of ignoring the first movie in terms of we got all of the rules represented. We got, you know, every even when Dick Miller and his wife show up, they uh which is probably a demeaning way to talk this famous character actress, but <laughs> when they show up, they explain literally how they know each other. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so I, I think bringing back the dad for a thematically relevant gag of we made him a suit, it would just be who the fuck's that guy? Yeah. Well, and where the, you I could write him into it, but I think the guy who played the dad was dead. I already, I actually just checked this to be sure because I was thinking about this. He died in '99, so he was still around, oh, okay. but maybe not in the best of shape. Yeah. He did maybe. die at 61. Yeah. Oof, so he should have he should have got to work on the uh, hospital helper, his other invention. <laughs> You know, okay, so, with yeah, it opens with, the with kitchen bu- companion. It opens the hospital with, helper uh-huh. with an Keeps actual dying at sixty one. Well, maybe it doesn't because you go to squirt the medicine, but it sprays all over your suit, and you're like, ah, I'm tweaking it. <laughs> That's the kind of inventions he made. Yeah, they didn't work. They yeah. didn't work. They were very and, creative. And I love the fact that in the he was second a lot like one, Doc Brown, they t- they, yeah. t- they took inventions not working to the next level. Yes. Now this is a building that doesn't work. Yep. And it is, dude. It's so nineteen ninety. I love how nineteen ninety this yeah. movie is. an interesting guy, though. Daniel yeah. Clamp, the owner he of it, because be he's more totally of a, a shysty, all money business yep. '80s power tie. You know, he's got a coke addiction because you need it to be where he is. Yeah. But he's also like, uh, he's kind of adult, but it, he's a good guy. Like, yeah. he, he cares for the wrong reasons and the right reasons. Yeah, he's yeah. surprisingly good. There's like, he scene. wants to help people. There's a lot of people in there. He wants yeah. to help them. He also needs to look like a hero in the process. Yeah. He sort of bounces back and forth across that line throughout. And he's the always movie. respectful to his employees yeah. too. That he seems to genuinely like his employees, mm-hmm. um, even though the logo of his company is his first initial, made industrial, squashing the earth. He's literally clamping, clamping. down the earth. <laughs> it's That's crazy. That's really very broad, but very scathing satire. Oh, in yeah. its own way. That's really good design. Yeah. And his book looks like one of Trump's old books, yep. which I absolutely love. It, I believe it's the book that your roommate was posing with on yes. Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes, one. it was. <laughs> here's, here's the thing that I thought was great about it is the first one definitely feels like an anti Christmas, anti capitalist movie, mm-hmm. and, and specifically sort of I don't the know capitalism of Christmas. Christmas, but anti the, you know, what Christmas. Yeah, the commercialization, yes. the, the capitalization. The whole of, design of, of it looks remarkably like the lottery ticket commercial. <laughs> yeah, <from> yeah. Earlier. <laughs> it, it looks just like it. Agreed. Five cash five. But the, it is very much sort of a, a heavy critique of. Uh, you know, I guess it's like capitalist culture, right? The yes. idea of turning everything into a consumer uh, uh, get or buy or, or however you want to phrase that. An advertisement of some kind. Everything mm. is an advertisement. We can uh, buy the next thing if we sell this thing really yeah, big. Exactly. Uh, and so then this movie just sort of like blows that up into uh, 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 maybe an even heavy, even more heavy handed metaphor mm-hmm. where, they, again, it's everything. It's like the guy's name is Clamp. The symbol is 
a clamp around the world. It all takes place in this one building that has a little bit of everything. I believe it's one Nakatomi Plaza. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Die Hard with Gremlins. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh my God. You just made the movie I need to see today. (laughs) Yes. Wow, Die Hard with Gremlins. I kind of thought that's what it was going to be, and it a little bit achieves that. It is. Well, your your McLean is is just a, a mogwai. Yeah. Oh, Cantonese yeah, yeah, I mean, for monster, BT I mean, Dubs. But it's also Cantonese I love that monster. he's not he's not um McLean. He's uh Rambo. He's Rambo yeah. I like him and it's so And Rocky, a little bit of Rocky. A little bit of Rocky. They because they because he's a Magwai and he knows his his pop culture connections. God By did seeing they know. Rambo, he still knew about Rocky. And yep. I love that he loves television. And I yep. love it's funny because they're afraid That's of light, a gag but if from it's the TV, original. Yep. he's gonna love it. Yep. At the end of the original, he was watching TV and mm-hmm. the old man that sold him, I believe his name was Mr. Wing. Mr. Wing. Uh, Mr. Wing, uh not grandfather, he has a name. Mr. Wing. <laughs> Mr. Wing. Um and uh, did I mention that he's an Asian guy? Says, oh, you got him watching TV? Yeah, you kids. Not in that voice. He's not from Brooklyn. He's actually. Oh yeah, uh, that is like the last Chinatown. line of the movie. He says, "You got him watching TV." That'll I forget what he says. Like that's like pointless or mindless or something. Some, some yeah. sort of commentary on the movie you just watched. I think he references basically. an ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> he's, uh, he's just. <laughs> I'm actually really proud of the movie that he's named Mr. Wing and not Mr. Wang. Like uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a tiny bit of like that. They also yeah, it's had, not 1989 um, anymore. It's 1990. <laughs> 1990. And uh, what's his face from uh, 16 Candles is going to be in it. Yes. And uh, the Asian guy from 16th Town, he's going to be in it. He's going to be a guy who loves taking pictures because he's Asian, but he's not going to have an accent. Yeah. He's not going to have a really embarrassing accent. The weirdest version of racism towards Asians, which was just he... Throughout, really. It's not even so weird because when you even see it now, you can get like a a pretty down-punch... Asian joke onto Family Guy. Oh, I know. It's yeah. and it's one of those, and we just kind of tolerate it because there there wasn't as big of a pushback between the very basic literal black and white one. You yeah, know, like I, yeah. I kind of think that the it that, still exists, and this is just a less. You know, we we we're we're only just starting to recognize. I was just going to say, quote unquote, micro microaggressions of it. So these ones are like bigger. I think that that is like going to be one of the the next sort of cultural pushbacks we Absolutely. see pretty soon. Uh, like because the I you know if you want to talk about recent the Oscars this year was all about like Oscars so white, uh, and then the way uh, that they responded to that was they did a musical number where they featured a bunch of Asian children yep. who were implied to be uh, like cell phone fa- factory workers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but, it, but it didn't have any commentary. It was, and no. It's a shame because the show was killing it up until yeah, like, yeah. it was Chris so Rock weird. was on point. And, and yeah. like that, there, there was a weird moment in the Wiz where that happens too, yeah. Yeah. where you're like, "Wait, is this yellow? What? Yeah. Who's mad about what now? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. And it, you know, uh, uh, we are three straight white guys, or you know, relatively straight, um, talking about race in a room. So you know, I guess part of the in problem. The interest but, of uh, oh, absolutely, but. In the interest of uh, just being better, his name is Getty Watanabe. Getty Watanabe. He's not the Asian guy from Sixteen Candles, but I will admit, uh, I just looked him look up. Did you look <laughs> I totally it up? Looked well, it up. Uh, hey, I didn't. He is the, but he is the Asian guy from Sixteen Candles. Because oh, yeah. you're like, oh fuck, oh it's him. Oh, well, I'm glad he's got more work. You know. And doesn't he have a super racist name in that movie? Is he Duck Duck Dong or something yep, like that? That right? sounds about right. He honestly, they treat well, him this one with Mister Katsuji. Oh. oh, never mind. They give uh, him a mister. That's that's pretty polite. And, you know, he's a tourist, and it's it's okay. I mean, it's bad, but it's 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 better than sixteen candles. It's, it's way better than sixteen well, candles. We, look, we can all agree it's pretty racist, but that doesn't you know we don't have to go. It's not the only thing. Yeah, in this we don't movie have to too. go like hitting really? hard on it for that. It's that's you know. But it's I don't think it's it's one of those where we didn't quite get the maliciousness yeah. of it yeah. at the time. 
Yeah. And, you know, and if I was there, I'd, I mean, I saw this as a kid and it never registered once. That's, so I'm not going to fault the filmmakers for right. being in the same spot that I was there. But what's also interesting about it is when you look back at old Looney Tunes just by the uh, by virtue of the time that they were made, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was in a immediately like uh, during and post World War II World context. War II, yeah. That was a thing that is part of it. Mm-hmm. And so for a filmmaker that is clearly, clearly and quite literally in some points in Gremlins 2 inspired by Looney Tunes, Mary Melodies, and Warner Brothers, just goes to show you that that kind of thing can be taught and passed down. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that certainly is a remainder of that in I think this it's, movie. It's, I think it's the my least favorite part of the movie. It's the it's the one part of like Everything else I think I really like about the yeah. movie, I like, I think it, it treats its female characters with a fair amount of respect. I'm sure we could probably watch it again with with those well, and glasses it subverts on. It with her speech, where it's like, "Shut up, lady. We got a movie to okay, get that, to." That that is and that's very a commentary funny. on yeah. the idea that she could have a good emotional speech. Heck, she did in the first yes. one, yeah. and really put some nuance into it. <laughs> and in this one, it's just like, yeah, this one time, it's like, all right, your problems where this guy who flashed you, yeah. your sex assault, yeah. We can just move I mean, on. Out we're of the not movie. sure. Yeah, probably. But it's. I don't know if it's I quite love, on the nose to that. But she also does get flashed by the flasher gremlin, yeah, yeah, which but is but a brand of gremlin twice. that manifested twice. But she does <laughs> kick him. So I guess that's she does kick right, in the, right yeah. in the gremlin right, balls, right yeah. in the gremlin, right in the gremlin D. But you know, <laughs> I think that there's some sort of small positive commentary there, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say it handles we, its female characters well enough. Yeah, for its purposes. Well enough is not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not the Asian thing where you're like, oh, man, this is rough. Yeah. It's we are sitting on a century of movies, a mm-hmm. century of movies at this point that are from a different era of thinking and thought about the world. Just from and, and each each decade is is different in the way that it uh, uh, people that were in charge of making movies viewed the world and viewed people in the world, right? And so if we're going to appreciate them in any way, I think we do have to learn to kind of be able to not put that in a box. It's more like actually open that box up. Be like, you know what? That is racist. That yeah. is really racist. That, that, that The way they treat Asian characters in this movie is super racist. Otherwise, I fucking love this movie. You know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. when it was made. That's what's happening in this movie. You and I can't change that that happened in this movie, that that's how they made this movie. We can call it out and recognize it when we see it. And then just move on, because yeah. that's otherwise we would just we hate it. Talk everybody. about how I just snagged a fly out of the air. Can oh. we talk about how the first thing my brain went to say was you just Miyagi to fly out of the <laughs> air, and we're sitting here talking about <laughs> it means that I'm ready the way to racism oh, is learned. Shit. Yeah, I'm about to white it up. I still see the fly. I didn't get him. I just lost track of him because I don't have any sort of a just no uh, no yeah. no athletic ability. So yeah, it's I mean it's it's funny because like this movie kind <laughs> of con- a fly takes gremlin? a lot of joy and consistently br- it, it consistently breaks expectations. Yes, there it breaks fourth wall. Yes, it's gag heavy. Yes, but it 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 has moments of like real upsetting terror. Oh yeah, and that elevator like sequence is great with Joe Dante. He knows the language of filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he knew how to do. I mean, there was a million Dutch angles in this that were played oh, yeah. for both menace and sort of you know uh, to make the character look weak. Mm-hmm. And that was, but yeah, the the elevator thing is well crafted. Really, good. it's yeah. still puppets on a on a box, yep. but it's very well crafted because of that. And it has a has a great, really funny moment in it. And it's it's I think Gremlins too, and Gremlins. If you got um, it, I'm going to be so jealous. Got it. Um, Gremlins two and <laughs> Gremlins. Um, Just eat it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have this really good job. Do, do this really good job of breaking like the fourth wall. Because I thought I got it. 
but it was still out there. He's wily. Oh no, I saw it on his finger. He definitely he got did it. get it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, have this moment where they break the fourth wall. Aang can comment on it. Aang, you're invested in all the characters. God, this movie is. It's sometimes they get really mad. Now there's another one. I think there's more than one in here. Um, <laughs> I get mad at what movies become like classic movies yeah. and like midnight movies. Yeah, and like yes. Holy Mountain should absolutely be yeah. a midnight movie. A Racerhead should absolutely be a midnight movie. Rocky Horror should absolutely be a midnight movie. The Room should absolutely be a midnight movie. Gremlins Two should absolutely be a midnight movie. I totally oh, yeah. agree. Like I would, it was cool because you guys projected it, and I yep. would love. And it was so much like I watched it probably by myself most of the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like it was, I watched it on a full screen tape. On my big old box TV oh, God, as a kid with commercials <laughs> because I taped it off TNT. Yep. That's almost like a like a like a really profound oh, way yeah. to watch it too. It actually it's funny because it, what you're of its time, it's yes. very of its time. Yes. It's very I mean, it is probably the most nineteen nineties looking back at the eighties and kinda mocking it mm-hmm. and looking forward and being very pop culture oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it it lives in an MTV world and that's not an insult. Yeah. Um, it lives in this very well, pop because cultural we wares. spoke about this when we were watching the movie. Is its depiction of New York is a hundred percent that time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love how dirty it is. Yep. So it's like industrial and clinical, but it's also like mysterious and magical because mm-hmm. not a lot of people went to and New it's, York. And it's and it's it's the New York that doesn't exist in our like we all kind of hate Midtown Manhattan now. Right. You're all everyone who's like you know that's where the tourists go. Yeah, Brad. that's where the tourists go. Totally passed it, and that's where yeah. like. But like it, this is the New York. When you say New York to most people, they think Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this does such a good job showing Midtown Manhattan before it got all Disneyfied. Mm-hmm. And it's like right. It's almost. But it's like right when that's gonna happen. It's like it, we're like staring down the cusp. Yeah. In a few years, it's all gonna shift. Yep. And it's and it's funny because things it's, like Gremlins Two are gonna be a pretty big part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's, <laughs> it's fascinating a- to me the Gremlins and Gremlins Two. It's in. It has the same thing in my brain as the Goonies. Yeah. A and I know people What's are going to be mad. Feel? Uh, what? I don't know if Goonies is Amblin, but I think it was it Toby Hooper and Spielberg, so mm-hmm. it's it has that feel. That's there. That. But exists. I'm always amazed there isn't more to it. Mm. Like the Goonies. A the Goonies. All, and I don't love the Goonies. Uh, I used to love the Goonies. That Neither I wa- do we. So that's. Uh, yeah. I watched it as an adult, and that is a hard nostalgia buster. It is the loudest movie I've ever heard. <laughs> um. But the Goonies always feels like the third movie in a series to me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, and I, maybe that's why people like it so much. Yeah. That it has this very uh, familiar L- lived feel. Lived in kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It has this very lived in feel. And I think that's the best thing I can say about it. Yeah. And like, whenever I watch Gremlins, I'm always amazed that we don't go, yeah, Gremlins, and have that Saturday morning cartoon right, right. that had like, you know, totally. eight other. Holy shit. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It doesn't Ghostbusters. And, and, I yeah. and I don't know why, actually. You're totally right. How yeah. did that not happen with this? I, maybe Dante had enough control over his product that it didn't think, happen. Think about how often in this movie, all three of us, when Gizmo was in any kind of danger, we were we like, felt it. Ah, yeah. ah, ah. Well, Gizmo's a real animal because he's just like an actual animal in our world in that he is adorable, but yeah. he is a foreign, monstrous, inhuman he's creature in gross. some type of yeah. way. You know, there's... I mean... Before we domesticated dogs, dogs were wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fucked up. And the wrong type, you know, the wrong dog that's it could bite you, could yeah. really, mm-hmm. really hurt you. A, a non-Gizmo Mogwai before it turns is still pretty scary. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, but even Gizmo, you see him as like 
this thing could be diseased. He's, a, he's But an he's animal. also, you know, like when someone has a, a ferret, that's an adorable animal. But I, it's like you are playing with an inhuman creature. Mm-hmm. I love. So the, he feels real. I yeah. love the fact that they, that they, they give him one of my favorite things to make cute things is, is he has really big eyes. Uh-huh. But it totally makes sense because he's nocturnal. Right. And I think yeah. that's the smartest thing because uh-huh. you gave him these huge eyes, but you can justify it because he's a completely nocturnal animal. Uh-huh. Um, he's also a Looney Tune. It's also amazing that there isn't like a more backstory about these creatures. We don't go to right. Mogwai Town. Mm-mm. They don't, there isn't a Sunday morning, a Saturday morning cartoon where they're all living in clouds. Right, right, right. yes, oh, yes. you know the like, Smurfs version yeah, of of Mogwai. Yeah, there yeah. isn't a Smurfs version of Mogwai, and maybe it's just because Dante had that much control, and it feels like it exists, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Like mm. the thing with Goonies is there isn't more Goonies. It feels like there's right. there's like a billion Goonies things right. out there. Lost Boys does the same thing, except now there is more Lost Boys, and it's very bad. Um, <laughs> I don't Monster Squad all diggity day. Yeah. I never watched Monster Squad. Dude. Oh, I think you would like yeah, it. I probably would. I yeah. mean, I love Shane I mean, Black and Fred Decker. If, if you want to win my heart, make things really do scary, semi scary, like PG 13 movies with, with like non C. I think CGI might have fucked up PG 13 movies forever. Yeah. I mean, it actually I would say fucked it really up shines like. shines in horror. A yeah. PG 13 post ring horror movie looks exactly like every other one. Yeah. The Ring, I think, might have been the last really great PG thirteen horror. It freaked me out so bad. Yeah, I liked The Ring a lot. I, and the thing was, is that maybe it, that'll be was another. The Conjuring R PG thirteen. I think it was R. I think that's actually a great movie. That is an R. I do think yeah. that's a great movie. I was and trying it's to think. An this... R, I not like. I don't get. I like. Uh, that's James Wan, mm-hmm. and he did Saw? Silence. Dead Silence. Dead Silence, and I and Death Sentence. Like not Death, or, no, yeah, Death no, Sentence. It was Death Sentence. He did uh, a bunch Kevin, of ba- uh, he did Bacon. Saw, and then a bunch of stuff we didn't care about, right. and then he fixed it, and it was like, oh yeah, he almost like he reversed Zack Snyder, where he made one movie that like was kind of divisive, mm-hmm. and then like made some shit, and then out of it kind of pulled it up. And, yeah, like you're like, oh well, that's pretty good. I always uh, the Descent is another one I think of where I'm like, is that PG thirteen or R? And it is definitely R. That's yeah. a hard R that's too. A good, yeah, but it's a. I mean, that's a that's a that has that opening sequence where that guy oh, gets yeah. impaled in the head. Mm-hmm. That's almost the best part of that movie. No, uh, that movie is fantastic. That initial reveal, I'll never forget the moment. It was at one of the film festivals. They played The Descent. It was a packed crowd. Yeah. It was like a good crowd. Everyone was feeling I'm... it. And when they did the first reveal on the creature, yeah. it was dead silent. Like yep. that movie, dead silent. <laughs> and when that happened, the entire theater lifted out of the seat and collapsed down at the yeah. same oh, time. that's so good. It was, the, it was literally the it's... only time that's ever happened. And whatever the movie does now, that was... I think that That's movie holds up shit. in a big bad way. Actually, I like that That's movie a, cool a lot. Can I, can I be really honest? Yeah, uh, I like that movie more, and it freaks me out more before the creatures show up. Oh, 100%. oh, that's why that's I why love it. it. Works so well. Yeah, like when like, she's stuck in the, the. How do you make a uh, make a lemon come? Huh? You don't remember that part? When she's what? Wait, how do you make a lemon come? You click. You tickle a citrus. You Wait, what, what's this happening is in the movie? Yes. Wait, what movie is this? The Descent. Yeah, this is The Descent. So there's she gets stuck and she's uh-huh. freaking out really bad. Uh-huh. And her friends trying to talk her down. Uh-huh. And she's like, I can't fuck. I'm freaking out. And she's like, dude, you gotta calm down. You gotta calm down. And he's like, I can't fucking calm down. And she's like, I gotta calm. You gotta calm down. And she's like, I, I don't know how to calm down. And she looks at him and she goes, Okay, hey, how to make a lemon come? And she goes, I don't know. And he goes, You cl- you tickle it citrus. 
right? And then she laughs, and by laughing, she stops freaking out, and they're able to get her out. Favorite scene in that movie. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. I gotta rewatch it's it. The, yeah, I don't it's remember my that. favorite scene, yeah. and like every time I watch it, it's such a heightened. And I, and I and I do stand up, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I love things that are are fixed by jokes. Yeah. Um, but it's such a heightened moment, and it's so and it's such a good. Like you laugh at the joke because it's a good, that's a decent yeah, joke. Yeah. And then she gets out and it's like, oh, 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 ha, ha. <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. such a good sequence of feelings. That's why I also like, like when she emerges from the blood lake. Yes. That's all. I, I also <laughs> really, her this, climbing out too, that like really wide shot oh, yeah. of her climbing up that mountain of bones. It's, uh, she get hit by a car at the end of that? No, there no. was, there was two endings. Yeah. The, uh, the English one, the original one, uh-huh. she, uh, I believe she's it cuts just back to her being in the cave still. That's, yeah. that's what it is, is. She gets out, she's in the car, and then in the car she hallucinates her dead friend and then wakes up still in the cave. Yeah. Okay. But uh I believe in the in the American one they didn't cut back to the cave. Right. She and I think they even change who she sees. I want to say she sees like her dead daughter. Maybe. No, I think it's I think it's, it's the same girl, the girl who got the hatchet in the neck right. with the red yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. But in the English one, she's in the cave and it you know it the, the creatures are kind of our, surrounding our, as it yeah, goes to dark. Go. There's no sequel. Naturally, the American one says, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, Pump yeah. the brakes. Yeah. We can do two. And yeah. they did. Yep. I didn't see the second one. I, I never got either. around to it. Neither did I. It might be okay. I mean, ho- the horror films are great for sequels. Yeah. Because you, I mean, they can go really wrong. But sometimes you get, like, A, you can move it in a different direction. You can do the comedy horror. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And mm-hmm. you can, and I, 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 I th- Essentially, Gremlins two, Gremlins yeah. two, Evil Dead two, Texas mm. Chainsaw Massacre two, probably those later Leprechaun movies. I don't know. I didn't see them. Um, um, yeah, he goes to space. <laughs> yeah, he into the hood twice. Twice after space. Uh, there's something. Basically, I- if any horror franchise goes on long enough, it will eventually dip into comedy. I think. Yeah. The, I I don't think Saw never did. It oh, got that's true. bad. That's true. But it never got funny. Right. But it did get three D. It kept with it. It did get <laughs> I support Saw, even though I didn't love all of them, just because it is... Did Final Destination In our way, comedy? it's sort of the... Uh, actually, Final Destination yeah. 2 is very funny. It, is it, it's always... It has that Rue Goldberg sort of black right. humor. It never yeah. goes full It never goes full Gremlins 2. That's okay. actually interesting okay. that you say Rube Goldberg, because I think a lot of the delivery of Gremlins 2, both in gag and both in construction of the movie, is very much that. Can we talk about the fourth wall break? Can we just fucking talk oh, yeah, about the, the whole yeah. Hogan oh, yeah. scene? The, pa- yeah. the part where I almost had to, like... I, I had that weird weird thing where I do I when I see a movie and I've watched it with someone who I know hasn't seen it before I it takes all my power not to like just fucking look at them at all the parts I like to be like do you see why this is cool <laughs> do you see do you see oh I see that you're reacting and I like that you're reacting so I want to um because I love that moment I think that moment kind of makes the film uh-huh. um because it just it, a good fourth wall break can be transcendent but if it's done anything less than good, it's shit. I mean, this this Pure movie, shit. this movie it's, sort of lives glancing at the fourth wall. At Absolutely, the very well, least. the movie oh, exists yeah. in it. Yeah, a review of the first movie is offered within this mm-hmm. movie. Yes, mm-hmm. and then the man giving the bad review, Leonard Malton, is yeah. eaten le- presumably and by Leonard Gremlins. Malton's yes. just and he's just like, yeah, I'll be in this movie. I think it's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Like Leonard Malton just is like, yeah, I didn't like the first one, and like I guess he's cool enough with Dante that he's like, yeah, you want to be in the second one? He's like. Yep. Well, I think they probably have a respect in terms of yeah. like, he doesn't have to like his movie. Malton's like the one critic that it seems like most filmmakers are like, oh, you didn't like my movie? That's all right. Like, yeah, I ain't you know. mad at you. But I don't think he, he's kind of the last of the of the old critics. Yeah, like a true critic. Just just I, I'm here to help the consumer decide yep. what movie to see. Yep. And you, now we're, we're bloggers, you yep. know? Have you ever uh, heard uh, Terry Gilliam talk about Roger Ebert? 
no. before he died, and that's very important. Yeah, he has such a, a begrudging but hateful respect for him because uh-huh. Roger Ebert's like does not like a lot of Terry Gilliam, uh-huh. and he's like at one point he's weird about weird shit. He he hates David Lynch. He hates right. David Lynch. Right. Hates him. And but you know, he's given him fair reviews too, where he did like a movie. Mm-hmm. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, was it Mulholland Drive actually that he ended yeah, up loving? Yeah, I think loving? Mulholland Drive yeah. he ended up being really, really yeah, he into. Gave like a, maybe like a four star review. He too. loved Tarantino. Like Tarantino could do no wrong. He loved. I'm in the he same He loved boat. Alex Proyas. He was like a weird movie fan. Yeah, he yeah. loved yeah. weird, and he made weird shit. Like, yeah, the art, the movies he made were like almost. You could forgive him. Now you're saying movies. I was only aware of one movie. I think it's the, I think it's the Valley one. of the Dolls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Beyond, Beyond the Dolls. Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Russ but, like, Meyer. That's yeah, a name so that you grow to love. I forget what commentary it is. It was before he passed. It's important. And uh, Terry Gillian, who, whenever he laughs, it sounds like he's about to die at any moment. <laughs> and he goes, Roger Ebert, I was talking to him, and he was like, you know how hard? And he was like, he, I give movies thumbs up and down like a fucking gladiator. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and, uh, he, and he goes, uh, uh, you know, he, he's only given one movie of mine a, a good review. So fuck him. And then he just starts like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what do you, I love, even when I don't like a Terry Gilliam like, movie, oh, I can I hear like all of your movies. movies. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Even, I'm actually a huge fan of The Brothers Grimm. I don't I hate it. I haven't seen that it's yet. Not, it's cool. It's f- and it's, it's also... It, there's like a buddy aspect between Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. That's fun. Yeah. Wait, what movie is that supposed to be paired with? Um, It's the one with the little girl. Tideland? Yes. Is that what that's called? It's paired with Tideland. Really? And like... Knowing that those two films are paired together, it's such like a like. Because Thailand is weird as fuck. I, I think I've ever that. seen it. No. Dude, Thailand. I remember the Thailand was another one like Happiness, where I just went, "Oh my god, what yeah. am I watching? It's, what am I watching?" It's sort of a fantasy movie, but it's not a fantasy. It's um, it's like who so, made it? It's uh, Terry Gilliam. So it's uh, I don't think I've even heard Jeff of this. Bridges, right? Yeah, Jeff Bridges. So Jeff Bridges playing the, the, the dark King, variation yeah. of the dude, right? Yeah. And he's her dad. Two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That's wild. I've never. He's her dad, right? Yes. Right. Yes. So it's, yes, a, it's yes. a little girl. Uh, she lives with her dad, who's basically an alcoholic. No. Uh, no. No. How does he die? He's a heroin addict. Oh right. Yeah. His it's mom like super fucked and up. his dad are a heroin yeah. addict, and his mom super, super dies trying to get off the the stuff. Yeah. And then the dad dies by overdosing. But overdosing. You, but what? And it, we're, you should here. Uh, see, yeah. even see if Thailand. you hate Thailand. Yeah. See Tideland because it's such a weird. Yeah, I mean, it even in like it's about and, and the opening of Tideland is weird. Yeah, because it's Terry Gillian and he he it's in black and white and he looks like shit because he's Terry Gillian and he's a python. Who cares? And he looks at the camera. And he goes, and he he like he. It's such a weird movie because he all, and I know people who say they hate it because of the introduction, but I love that introduction because he like stares at it. it. He goes, um. I made this film to find my inner child, and apparently my inner child was a eight-year-old girl. And I want you to try to look through her eyes. And for watching this, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Blackout. And you're like, was that? Then, then you hear the laugh. Yeah. No, you don't hear the pain laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, oh, I love and I love Terry Gillian's like, what's your favorite part of movies when they're done? Okay, dude, fucking nuts. <laughs> well, he oftentimes is either forced into making a movie done yeah. or just can't done the movie. Yeah, yeah well, uh, what, what, that's I, th- I think Man of La Mancha is happening. I think though. supposedly. What's, yeah. what's amazing? Yeah. Well, this will be the one the where, he, where he dies. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's, and what's then a, Jerry Gilliam, his <laughs> disgraced son, steps in and a, makes a coked out the, masterpiece. The fact that Imaginarium. 
yeah. uh, got made after Heath at Ledger all. Yeah. died. Yeah. It like it almost like makes me want to look at uh, uh Man, the, the La Mancha film. I don't mm-hmm. think it's Man of La Mancha. It's just I think it's Lost in La Mancha. Lost in La Mancha. Lost no, that's the, the documentary. That's yeah. the documentary. Uh, but it makes me want to. It makes me look at Lost in La Mancha, and I'm like, you couldn't get that one done. Like your lead actor died, and you fucking fixed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Well, back in the the days of uh, of Lost in La Mancha, there were, we didn't have a Colin Farrell running uh, running around. Fixing yeah. things that were yeah. broken, and uh, Depp Depp was in that. Depp was yep. a big fixer and, on that uh, too. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Gremlins? No, he was in AI. I bring him back real quick. <laughs> I can't think of his name. So, you th- do you think the fourth wall break in Gremlins two worked? I totally. Yeah, I well the the way you know it works is that when it goes back to the movie, you're immediately back on board yeah. with the movie. I mean, I love. It, it is kind of. It feels natural. It's not jarring. Can I tell you what my favorite thing about it was? Actually, was that Hulk Hogan for the majority of it. Was was Hulk Hogan and doing like a fun Hulk Hogan version of Hulk Hogan, before, like the character remember, Hulk Hogan. Befo- and this yeah, is yeah, a before yeah, all is, the bullshit Hulk Hogan. Yes. This is de- this, this is WWF. I'm yeah. saying that specifically. WWF. This is Hulk this Hogan. isn't Hollywood Hulk. Right. Hogan. Yeah. It's no. Hulk Hogan. In, he hasn't in gone. Production. He hasn't gone heel in wrestling. Right. He hasn't gone heel in reality. Right. His beard is still one color. Yeah. yeah. God, that was stupid. He's maybe only out. made one of those really bad movies he's been in at this point. Oh, this is pre no, you're right. Commando. No, he has to because he's still in the WWF because right. he starts making those films after he leaves the WWF. Right. So pre Suburban Commando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is pre Thunder in Paradise, but mm-hmm. not. Is... It's not pre No Holds Barred. Right. Yes. That's yes. what I was thinking. I'm pretty sure that was probably no, before yeah, this. Yeah. Right? Before that, because he wrote that with Vince. Right. Yes. That's what I thought. Which is even fun. If Crazy. Watching that movie and knowing that Hulk Hogan and Vince rewrote everything. <laughs> oh yeah. It. We, I could talk about pro wrestling so much, and I won't. But just. Vince McMahon is a crazy person, yeah. and the reason to watch pro wrestling right now is realizing that he controls everything, and it's his own brain that we're watching. It's <laughs> incredible. That's all I'm going to say. It's <laughs> incredible. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, uh, what I liked about that scene, though, is that his Hulk- ideas pretend to hit each other. That's fun. <laughs> uh, what I like about that scene is Hulk Hogan <laughs> Sometimes is Sometimes just- Freddie Prince Jr. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, like my uh, brain. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan is just playing Hulk Hogan throughout that scene. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end, like right before we get back into the movie, he like actually kind of acts for a second. He turns to the camera and says, all right, folks, sorry about that. I know this movie, you know, we got off the rails there for a little bit, but now everything, we can go back to the movie now. He like, he stops being the like character Hulk Hogan for like just one second to be like, hey, folks, sorry about that. I'm and then bring us back to the movie. That's part of what the character of Hulk Hogan is. Oh. Is he's the guy who's like, I'm going to do this. Oh, I want to do that. And then, like, part of his character is underneath that is a guy who's like, hey, man, it's cool. <laughs> and <laughs> that's be just his face. He's a surfer, yeah. bro. But you know, though, what's, what's cool about this, the two things that I love about it is one, it takes place in a fantastical movie theater with ushers in suits. Yeah. Where you could go out and complain about the quality of the movie, and the guy would be like, we're down. But the best part about that is this guy knew Hulk Hogan was there. Yeah. And when alerted that Gremlins had arrived, he not only assessed the situation, knowing what Gremlins were, but knew that Hulk Hogan would be the guy that could save the movie for all of us. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And he whispers to Hulk Hogan's ear, and Hulk Hogan goes, oh, Gremlins? Yeah. Gremsters? I Gremsters. Will, I will yell at them and crush my own popcorn. I'll go into a state of Hulkamania, remove my shirt, and it'll be fine. And it was well, fine. It's almost funny because it's it's pre-cell phones in theaters, uh-huh. and it's a cell phone in theater gag. Right. It's totally, yeah. and like, I've dealt, and I'm not good at it. Like, I know it's hot, but you fucking see that blue light go up, and you're like, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look at it. <laughs> and then you see him answer it, and you're like, this is 
this is Cabin in the Woods. Why are you doing this? This is a pretty good movie. And um, you wish Hulk that Hogan would happy. I love Cabin in the yeah, Woods. Yeah, me too. Uh, I love. Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. And, like the person next to me was on the phone. I was like, don't fucking. Don't fucking look at it. Don't look because I don't want that confrontation. But right. I would love Hulk Hogan to turn around and be like, "Stop it, Gremlins!" Stop. No, no, no. I'm, I'm amazing. Gremsters. Gremsters. Yes. Yeah. Gremsters. Gremsters. Very important. Gremsters versus Hulksters. Yep. Oh, and uh, the fact, and I love that they're. These, he didn't call them brother. They're they're these pure mm. chaos elements, and in the movie, pretty much established as a real and legitimate threat throughout. That's something that the movie does really well. Is like even when they're joking around, like you, they're gross and they're oh, yeah. scary, yep. and they're never not gross and scary, except for one point. I feel about them the way I feel about teenagers now that I'm in my thirties. <laughs> when I see like a group of teenagers, I'm always like, you know what? You okay? But I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on this side of the yeah, street. No, I get because that. whatever you're doing, like maybe I'll get hurt. Yeah, yeah, please. And I can't hit you back. Yeah, yeah. And, well, you can hit a gremlin back, but you know they're stronger than you. And it, exactly, it, they're exactly. almost it's almost like a good symbol of puberty. Yeah. Like yes. they're kind of gross and scared. They kind of are just Actually, teenagers. Yeah. When I was 15, I was angry, sexually ag- aggressive, and very aware of many pop culture references mm-hmm. and very willing to throw them out at any given I moment. I mean, it, it's things sort of, haven't changed much. The whole first saying. movie talks about that pretty specifically. They go, there's like a whole conversation about how they're in the pupile stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean that Yeah, that's true. That yeah. works pretty well for Gremlins, and it, it, it Gremlins Two is the greatest film ever. <laughs> yeah, right now on board, dude. I, yeah. I mean, it's, 100% it's, it's, on board. It, 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 I will say this because I think we, I know I've listened to your podcast. It's the loudest and most most reasoned defense of the type of movie it is fading away and still needing to exist. Yeah, and it's a it's a great example. It really is a movie movie. Yeah, it 100%, is, is self aware. It is saying something a little bit more, yep. but not in a, in a way that's either so preachy or so obvious that it it. You're kind of like, yeah, I get it. It's it's delivering a message and having fun too. Like yeah. it's 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 knowing that well, it's as, never not entertaining. It's right, such a perfect exactly. machine. And yeah, w- it's and really just grinding a lot. Like there's no fat. I mean, for a movie that really could be all fat, and right. it's and it's you absolutely know, it, insane. It's totally crazy. And it, one of the joys of watching this movie, and I think like right, I think right at the end we talked about it uh, while watching it mm-hmm. was. Is, is one of the joys with the beginning with Daffy Duck just literally holding up the movie. He just holds up the movie. Yeah. Like the movie just doesn't start because Daffy Duck has something to say. Yeah. Well, he's arguing with Bugs Bunny over who gets to lay on the shield of and, Warner Brothers. And it goes on longer. There's yeah. a longer version I of I feel that. like it's Joe Dante just saying, like, you guys have been Bugs Bunny forever. I'm going to shake it up and I'm Daffy, a Daffy Duck. Duck this, this is a Daffy Duck. This is about every other, every other film is a, is a Bugs Bunny movie. Yep. This is a Daffy Duck movie, which is kind of punk rock. Like, cool. Do you want to yeah. come back for Looney Tunes back in action? And he was like, yes, 100%, but I'm going to phone in a little bit. <laughs> that one's a little phoned in. It was cool, though. I mean, so is Space Jam, though. Um, I, would say, I, I think it's infinitely better than Space Jam. Space Jam's another fascinating film. Mm-hmm. We could talk. I could talk about it. If you want to invite me back in a year and a half, we can do that. Uh, so, um, one of the one of the joys of watching this movie is is the sort of the backstory behind it mm-hmm. and the fact that does the visual of Joe Dante's like you know he was smiling when he turned it in and said like, well, it's PG thirteen. That's my one rule. You can't change anything about it. Yeah. And just like people must have. 
panicked watching this movie. Like, just the the madness. Once I got to the musical number, I was like, oh, somebody at the studio <laughs> was real you mad know, when they got this movie. I bet you could close your eyes and draw the poster of it right now, though. Oh, yeah. I yeah. bet you could, because I, I'd, be, I'd bet money that that producer saw that final cut and was like, Let's put a lot of money into pushing this because we have to either go all in yeah. or or make a very expensive, you know, abandon. Yeah. Right. Let's go all in. And I don't know how it paid off financially. We'll, I'll do the I think it was sure. a but flop, but I think it's... At the same time, it is... This is a, a long con. Well, you know Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know I mean... What's, sorry. What's so funny to me is the complaint I've heard most often about this movie is, uh, oh, I really love the first one. The second one is terrible. It All of a sudden, it's like all the gremlins have personalities, and they're these big characters, and they're wearing costumes, and oh, it doesn't sounds, make any sense. That sounds great. But not only is that great, but here's my problem with that that's complaint. Inaccurate. That's inaccurate. That yeah. happens in the first movie. In the There's first that one, whole bar sequence. They reference Maverick. Yes. The one guy draws the ace of spades, well, yes. and the other one shoots him through the Exactly. Card. Yeah. There's that whole bar sequence where they all have huge personalities. They're all acting like humans. They're all uh, in costume. They're all doing... They're, it, like... All they dress t- up as carolers yes. and sing the score exactly. of the movie yes. they're in to the lady. Yeah, it's so yeah, which is that, incredible. That fourth wall stuff is there. It's already there. And what I like, and this was a flop. Fifty mil, forty one point five mil. Damn, oh, that's bad. right on the line though. And this is a long con. Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's that Keel, uh, uh, Keen Peel, is that yeah. that sketch they do about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, which is funny, but doesn't show how. Fucking great Gremlins 2 is. Well, here's the thing. is The reason it's great is it does everything better that the first movie was doing or trying to do. Mm. Like, where I was complaining that the first movie is an hour of kind of, like, boring movie and then becomes a half-hour-long great Gremlins movie, we get to Gremlins within 15 minutes in this movie. I would like to ask and a very tough question. take over the movie from there on. It's really fun. It's really entertaining. And the, the pure chaos that is They're the joy. They're the exact same runtime, too. Yeah, really? Wow. Yep. Hour 46. That means yeah. you get way more gremlins. You get so much more gremlins in this, it, which is way better. Uh, and all the everything that's like mildly amusing about the first one, they just expand I no on. I did Inner Space. Yes, he did. I love him so oh, much. That wow. I know, yeah. Uh, My mom hated that movie. D- <laughs> she was like, "It doesn't make any sense." I'm like, "Well, they say it's hard to explain." And like, that's the only. I was like, "Well, it, as a kid, that's all I needed. That's all I need." Can I ask a tough question? Yeah, and it's a real, it's a real question, and it's very tough. Uh huh. Oh, the burbs. That's how Feldman. Yes. What's brother Theodore of the burbs? Is that him? What's up? Is that brother Theodore? Is that the protagonist in the burbs? Uh, antagonist. Excuse me. What's better, honestly, and just look at it, and it's t- it's going to be a tough one. Gremlins two, or Back to the Future three. Gremlins two. Gremlins two. If you were, if at any point in my life, if you were to ask me, these are the last two movies left. You're going to die in two hours. Mm-hmm. You you have two hours to watch one last movie. What movie are you watching? Gremlins 2 or Back to the Future 3? I'm actually doing Gremlins Back to the 2. Future 3. Really? But I still think that I... Okay, here's Just the... because for the sheer... I think I respect Gremlins 2 more. Yeah. Because it really is going for something big, yeah. unhinged, and I and I think it hits all the... What it what it's trying to do. It's a, it's a success to me, top to bottom. Yeah. But I mean, you, I mean, anyone... You have real nostalgia for Back to the Future 3. I for Back to the Future 3. And that is a really just awesome little movie. Oh, it movie. is. I like it's that movie. It's great. Yeah. But I I, I think, I I mean, A, Gremlins 2 is 
ballsier than Back to the Future. Yeah. Well, Back to the Future 3 I kind of like because it's the one where it's like, I think I really like all three Back to the Futures, that each one is a very distinctive thing yes. mm-hmm. in the trilogy, and I think that's that's really kind of cool. Watch Back to the Future 2 in a world where Trump's about to be president. Yeah. Oh, dude. What? Seriously. Yeah. Oh. That's, he's literally I mean, we depicted so as Biff. so fucking long <laughs> without crazy. bringing up Trump and making me sad. Let's let it go because you know what? Too much media. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Just, let's move on. Just, Gremlins uh, 2. Gremlins 2. Well, th- we did mention Trump, though. We did yeah, mention because yeah. it's the book. And yeah. I wish Trump was that character. I wish, <laughs> like, because he doesn't... Oh, if I he was love... a bumbling idiot, he wouldn't be so scary. Yeah, it, like, he's not... That's not something that's so great because a lot of times when you see that billionaire character, he's your main villain. Right. And he's not a villain. He's just kind... There's... The gremlins are the villain. Gremlin, the the yeah. the the full form mogwais are the villain. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the humans, there are jerks. But there's no one you want to see die. That actually might be a problem for me. There is no, no one dies in well, this film. Well, that's in the first one. But in trying right. to lighten it up, because in the first one, the old lady that gets rocky, yeah. you want to mm-hmm. see her die. So when that happens, and a it's couple silly. people die, and a couple people do die. Yeah. The teacher that you don't want to see die yeah. gets yeah. speared. Yeah. That's a great gets, scene. Yeah, really awesome. good. Putting scene. the candy bar under yep. the desk, yeah. scary stuff. Really good. But in this, I think, in in terms of trying to lighten it, the one guy you want to see die does get married assaulted to a gremlin. by a, a gremlin. <laughs> Which I don't know if that sta- that's one of those like, is this still funny or is this making me really uncomfortable? Yeah, right kinda, now. Kinda, I don't strange. know whether he's into it or whether he's Stockholm's into it. You know, like it, it's, well, it's, 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 uh, it's that's a another scary one thing. that's a very 1990s joke. Yes. Is uh, but that's also she's so ugly. But Looney Tunes though too. Yes, it is. Absolutely. That is Pepe Le Pew. Yes. That is that is. That's always the way. There's always one super precoci- precocious lover, and the other yeah. one's like, "All right." So enough. that you know, who's your favorite? Standards now don't dictate that. That's that's good. O- outside <laughs> of Gizmo, because Gizmo is the, is the best, and mm. you know, voiced by uh, comedian great Howie Mandel. Um, who's your favorite? Not like who's your favorite Gremlin one and two? We'll do both. We can have Mohawk in there. I, I mean, Mohawk. I think really. Yeah. What do you think? In the first one, my favorite gremlin is the one that when they're playing the cards is the little old lady gremlin. Okay. Uh-huh. Because it it's the strangest thing for this gremlin that's been alive for <laughs> 10 minutes to have the concept of what the stereotypical old lady is and to have gone through all... That's, that's very funny to me. I'd say that one. Either that one or the one that's just laying mouth open under the beer tap, just letting it pour oh, into God. his mouth. Oh, that's so... Bottomlessly, yeah. that's yeah. pretty good. Those guys. I think. Two, I oh, I just think. realized Wait. they redid that gag in this one with, with like, the Froger Fro- or whatever yep. it yeah. was. That's a good callback. Yeah. And th- that's another thing is it does connect really well to the first film. Yes. Because even though it, it does acknowledge that the first film be- exists because the... Well, there's a well, joke. Well, has the, been there before the he knows how to handle them. And the President's Day joke is a direct, yes. like... Yes. It's probably the... It's almost like a joke, like, they look like, well, we said it so no one else can. Yeah. Because they do the exact same setup, and they just go, yeah, this is stupid. Let's move on. Well, they even comment on it when the people are, are just needlessly, the security team is needlessly bullying Billy when he's like, there's monsters here, and you can't feed them after midnight. And they're like, yeah, well, so what if uh, it's across time zones and you change yeah, on a yeah, plane? What yeah, is that? Yeah. It's got to be midnight somewhere, you, you jerk. I, love, yeah. it's just I that. love that the the argument against all their points is a gremlin pops out and just starts punching yeah. them in the face. Yep. Oh, that was I loved that moment. That's that great. The gremlin pops out, <laughs> and we have seen in both the first movie and most of this movie, and we will for the rest of this movie see that gremlins almost exclusively, if attacking somebody, slash them or do some sort of trickery with like other objects. Big but in that too. one moment 
where everybody is complaining about the logic of Gremlins and the Gremlins movies, he takes a second to clock that guy in the jaw. He just punches him in the face. Punching him in the back, like God. That I didn't that was Joe Dante in a fucking Gremlins costume, just <laughs> yeah. punching a critic. He's actually in it. He's uh, the cameraman that bails before oh, oh, Asian stereotype good. takes over. Yeah. yeah, he's the cameraman. That's it's like a, too I, real. It, it has this um, old school Mad Magazine feel, where it's just. I'm sure because we were we were drinking and well, laughing. If you we cut, miss jokes. If you oh, cut yeah. John Aston open, Mad Magazines fall out of him. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And you get him to play your janitor. But uh, it's so and Christopher Lee's in this movie. Oh, and like yeah. he's doing such typical. Oh yes. Christopher Lee in a green gelled light or red gelled light at a Dutch angle. That's what he does uh-huh. best. Well, it's fun- it, and it, he nails it. It's uh-huh. very. It's it's funny. Like I love Christopher Lee, and we all love Christopher Lee. But there are two Christopher Lees. Uh huh. There is Christopher Lee before, um, Lord of the Rings, and there's Christopher <laughs> Lee after Lord Absolutely. of the Rings. Those are very two. We treat them very different. It's sort of like a uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray mm-hmm. is treated very differently before and after Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. That changes how we perceived him. Christopher Lee. I would is give exactly it to Rushmore before I give it to Lost in Translation. You think? So? I think that's that was when I first was like, oh, he's not larger than life. Uh, that movie anymore. <laughs> he's he's actually trying to do something. Have you guys done Groundhog's Day? Man. Um, no, no, and that's a good one to do. That's a great a one. Good, that's a perfect script. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, it. I love that it's just easily surrealist. Uh, mm-hmm. Why does it repeat itself? Because it does. Shut up. Mm-hmm. That's um, a movie that that the editing of the script is so smart because you have to make it the same day mm-hmm. and you have to do it through repetition and you have to capture the repetition and you absolutely one hundred percent cannot make it repetitive. Yeah, I mean it's impossible. Groundhog yeah. Day is. Edge of Tomorrow came close, mm-hmm. but it didn't Groundhog's Day. I got bored at one mm-hmm. segment of Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, Groundhog's one too Day many is revolutions. Really, and they source code used a montage, which was sloppy, but I I thank I them get for it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, dude, and, oh, man, Groundhog's Day plays with darkness and never gets too dark, and that's yeah. so good. And like Gremlins Two really plays with darkness as well, and I think it, it's really it's circus darkness. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, this is alongside Temple of Doom. As what got PG thirteen? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, the original Gremlins was what got PG thirteen made with with that. I think that's why. I mean, PG thirteen is a Temple dick. of Doom's not not for kids, right? But I know a lot of kids that I wouldn't show that to because it would it would legitimately scare. Yeah, them. it would P- just freak them out. Yeah, yeah. PG thirteen is a dead rating now. It's stupid. Now, yeah, right. It's 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 hard to make the a only good thing. Movie. It divides is language anymore. Yeah, in terms of how it gets like because PG thirteen really was sort of a genre there for mm-hmm. a second. It was a more adventure, a little bit scarier mm-hmm. kids film. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't think of the last PG thirteen film where I was like, "That was fun." Like, I'm sure I've seen it. I'm gonna go like, out on a limb and say it's Tremors, but I have to look up to see if Tremors was PG. I think Tremors is R. It Maybe. very well might be. Like, I almost like it's. it's I almost like. I wish. I have a. I have PG thirteen Tremors. Oh wow! Mm. I have a mixed relationship. I think. A lot of people do with Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. but this part of me I was like, "Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you make a PG thirteen movie so you can remember how these are made?" I'd be curious. Yeah, it would be. I'd int- watch that. It, yeah, it'd be fun to see. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could truth, do a I good would, job. I would say the Death Proof was PG thirteen. Yeah. if it wasn't the little you know, too violent part of the. Not even too violent. We don't give a fuck about violence. You kidding me? It's titties and words. That's all we care about in this kind of stuff. But, uh, it's the gore we don't like stuff. Boners, we don't like women blood. who have orgasms, and we don't like the f word. And we don't like red blood. Blood. We, yeah. Red blood. Yeah. I mean, and but that's blood I you actually can get away that, with too, though. Yeah, like, it depends on on the angle that you're going with. It, yeah, you know? 
I think PG thirteen has kind of ruined the R rated movie. Is what's ultimately happened is you I because you basically at this point the R rated movie has to be like really R rated to mm. even get an R rating, and so but to get the PG thirteen rate it's it's this weird thing of like to get the PG thirteen rating there can't be any blood it could be really violent no blood I know the uh, mm. can't be any titties it could be sexy no titties I can uh, name so the like market this, too like if Face Off came out right now that's a bomb. Yeah, that's a hundred percent a bomb because nobody is paying money to watch Face Off right now. Yeah, so you don't make R-rated action movies anymore. You make the Transporter, fourth. right? You know, you reboot the Transporter and go safe. I can tell. I actually can, I wish I, we would go I, see I, Face I, Off now, but it's that that movie's not happening. Well, you'll which also, is weird because I look at that and I just see PG thirteen, but for the language yeah. and there's probably a couple titties in it. Yeah, that's, I don't think there's titties in no. that movie. No, I think it's violence. I think that yeah. was a violence because it's John Woo violence. Yeah, that's true. So, and yeah. maybe a gore thing. I think I know the last really great PG thirteen movie though. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's Jurassic Park. That, like, is that even PG thirteen? I, I, I think it is. I think it is. It's going to be a PG because this is a PG. If this isn't a PG thirteen movie, I'm almost a little disappointed. Right. Because I feel like. Even if you see it at 11, you should feel like you're seeing something for teenagers. Yeah. Jurassic Park is PG-13. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm sure there's other good PG-13 movies, but the last, like... Ah, uh, here's, a, here's a movie. Now, you, you'll fight me on it. It's certainly not on the level of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But I looked it up to confirm it was PG-13. This is probably, in my opinion, the last pretty great PG-13 movie, and it's Dragged Me to Hell. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot that was PG thirteen. PG thirteen. That got away with a lot. That, for PG-13. I feel like, but I, it's not bloody. It's it's gooky. It's, gooky. it's ooky and gooky, yeah. just like Gremlins that, is. I, but I also like, feel like that's maybe a, a weird example because I feel like after they gave an X rating to Army of Darkness, right. they're still apologizing to Sam Raimi because that yeah, watch yeah. Army of Darkness and realize they would not rate that film. Yeah, and like all three of the uh, the original uh, Evil Dead movies. Are unrated, mm-hmm. and the fact that like Army, you watch Army of Darkness, like what is in this? That f- I feel Army like that of was- Darkness could be, except for maybe language and maybe a little gore. There's no reason that movie isn't right. PG thirteen. I don't think there's. Any, I mean, I could Army of Darkness is one of those movies that could just play on TV for me. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't have to cut no nope. for for anything but time. Yeah, like there may be, and a, even then, probably not. It's not a terribly long movie. N- there might be a, there might be a few times you got to say freaking and or like yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Kaye, mother for you. But um, <laughs> yeah. no, it's Melon Farmer. That one's Melon Farmer. Yeah. Um, or Monday to Friday, as in Snakes on a Plane. That movie's not good. Did you ever see the, what I'm referring to? Yeah, they, it's they the, shot it's the, the, TV uh, the alternate thing. They yeah, did that's fucking crazy. Uh, Crash, which is a movie I love. No, not Crash. Cronenberg Crash. No. Um, or uh, it's not Crash. It's uh, Cranked. Uh, Crank. 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 Crank 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And the first version of Crank on the DVD, they did the TV cut of everything, and it's hilarious. Yeah. It's kind of better than the original movie. Is it 19 minutes long? Also, Crank 2, another great... Love that movie. That's a great sequel. that does. It does sort of the same thing. Like I think Crank 2... Blows it up. Gremlins 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. They feel Weekend like... at Bernie's 2. <laughs> For real, that is a I huge mean, genre jump kind that, of thing. There is... Weekend at... Weekend at Bernie's is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a movie that like existed so long that we forget it's really weird. Mm. And uh Weekend at Bernie's 2 is objectively even more weird, though it does have something I love, which is the opening credits that are cartoons. That's my <laughs> oh, favorite. Fuck. And yeah. they're carrying yep. yep. I think that's in Weekend at Bernie's as well. 
I want to say Weekend at Bernie's. It had might a be. I remember it in Weekend Bernie's too. I don't remember the Weekend Bernie's. Kudos to Robert X. That's still going to be my favorite oh. joke of his ever is the Weekend at Bernie Mac show. That is, <laughs> that is some good wordplay. Yeah, yeah. It is. That's really that's good. That's a double punchline joke that still gets me. <laughs> oh, oh no, Bernie I just Mac got the other part of that. That's yep. sad. That's uh-huh. dark. It's dark. Man, that's Gremlins 2. That's a Gremlins 2 joke. That's definitely like. Darkest joke in Gremlins 2. What Bes- is the besides the speech? Oh wait, no! Up. I get to say something real quick. Yes, My favorite please. gremlin, and it's 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 uh the spider gremlin. Oh, that oh, is I awesome! I love its character design. Oh, I love yeah. that he comes out to Slayer. Yep, like he comes out to Slayer, yep. and he looks like a spider, and he's really like he's legitimately scary. And the payoff, which is uh the mo- which is uh. Gizmo's yes, his Rambo moment, his Rambo moment, which he really only gets the one. Yep. is such a every moment of it is so good. He comes out, he's scary. You get the moment where she says he, she doesn't get to first base, which yep. is the character we kept forgetting existed. Yep, uh, which is maybe a flaw in the film because there is like a weird. She's a trope. The uh, the New Yorker redhead who yep. talks like yeah. this. That's yeah. the thing that, but that character exists in the New York that this movie is. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, it's the ghost, she was it's in the Ninja Turtles. character. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's, it's Janine. It's Janine. She's I think Janine. Janine's a little more of a character. Yes. Or maybe I'm projecting I, that. I don't I, know. It's I, I, mean, I just Janine have a lot of fun. So but they fit Janine. the stereotype. They fit the same yes. stereotype. The yeah. same. Uh, Bobby. She, she's she's yeah. She's she's kind of Jewish. She has very clear red hair. And she's smoking inside. Yeah, Those are yeah. three things that is also really appreciated the 1990s smoking inside. Uh-huh. Really. I, and you know what, though? It's one of those things where they stopped doing it because it, uh, you know, we, we thought it would advocate smoking or would just take it out of public consciousness to not have our movie characters smoke. I mean, fucking Ray in uh, Ghostbusters, yep. he smokes all the time. But in this one, they do make a joke about it where she blows the smoke in his face. And he's like, ah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you do this, you do that. And you just, uh, you smoke. You smoke. smoke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's, she is the weirdest because you could take, she's a character you could actually take out of this movie. You could lift out of the movie altogether. Completely. I do like the payoff of she's the type that is just trying to figure out her way to the top. Mm-hmm. And Clamp is the type that is a nice guy. But he's definitely about about uh, satisfying his desires, and the two of them meet yeah. and kind of have a like. They're gonna burn this building down together <laughs> one day, but <laughs> yeah. until then, it's gonna be peaches and cream. That's really fun to me. That it, is funny. It, it, they like deserve each other, but I'm also rooting for them. Yeah. It is. It you is. Know, like, it is that's, also kind of if funny that's what makes that her and him happy. I didn't think you pointed out while watching it, which is a uh, both women are in peril. <laughs> yep. Oh, both damsels are in distress. Yeah. Great. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> Um, this movie, oh. like they set her up so that there could be some conflict between Billy and what did we decide her name was Kate? <laughs> yeah. uh, with, like, th- like the reason that redhead exists <laughs> is to set up conflict between the two of them, mm-hmm. so that there are stakes for their relationship throughout the movie. You know, so like the only reason that redhead exists is not to be a damsel in distress. You know what I mean? It's to be a problem for the the main characters. Yes, but because she's a woman, the movie's like. Oh yeah, wait. By the way, hold on. Get her in on this finale. She's got to be in danger. All these women got to be in danger. Too, I don't know what movie they were visually referencing, but her in the webs. Yes, was definitely a visual tie to something well, yeah, that I don't but know. In, it, but then they throw what's her name in there too, which is what's her what's her name. Yeah. They throw what's Kate, her name yeah, in there. Kate, 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 Kate. They throw yeah. that other vagina in don't there. Say you what's her name? name? I just finished the green. Get all yes. these ladies. Wrap them up in the finale. Yep. They got to be in danger. Okay, so now Gizmo's got to save somebody. No one's gonna believe he saves a man. We got to get both the women. Yeah. Now, is Gizmo indeed a man? No, I actually think they're... He pro- reproduces oh, asexually. He reproduces asexually. Yes. He is a genderless hero. I mean, damsels in distress be damned. 
but, this is a genderless hero. Guys. But there is a thing the movie forces you to ask this question because one of the gremlins ends up dressing in a lady because, costume and seducing yep. a man. He, well, I guess he drinks a potion because oh. there are yeah. straight up potions yep. in this movie, but genetic potions because this is this is Michael Crichton tech thriller. Because science, you guys. Yeah, science. Science. I mean, really, it, this is hard science. <laughs> like there is. Well, they're developing an electric potion so that you know you could. Um, <laughs> You know the the functions for that, and a spider potion so that you could. Uh, you, well, you know, if you had spider potion, it would make uh, things uh, I, better. You I know, love that they take real world functions to, to research. Explain the electric potion, yeah. but not the sex change potion. Yeah. Not the vegetable potion. Yeah. Oh yeah, it turns With into a vegetable, it, dude. Okay, so uh, what grem- what gremlin are you? Oh, I'm the electricity po- uh, gremlin. What gremlin are you? Oh, I'm the super smart gremlin. What gremlin are you? I'm a squash. I'm the vegetable gremlin. Like, you got to hug that guy. Yeah. Like, that guy, like, you got short dude. He existed just so that the other gremlin could pull the pepper off of his face and bite and, into uh, it. And, yeah. and someone... I fell into the food of Microwave Marge's show. Yeah. Yes. That was a... it, well, and someone had to, someone said, hey, I can make these, I can make these uh, puff up really nice. And they're yeah. like, oh, I guess we could do a bubonic plague gremlin. Like, nah, it's a little too dark. So we're going to Looney Tunes. Ah... Uh, Tomatoes? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's brilliant. Do I will that, say this do that about thing. the lady gremlin. In terms of our gremlins asexual, I firmly believe all she wanted to do was smooch. I, that's what yeah, cartoon yeah, yeah. characters so want to do is yeah. smooch. And I love there's there is something I don't know why. The there's something really funny that that character who is getting smooch is like, no, no smooches, no smooches. Very we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Trope. With uh, lipstick for good reason. all over his face. All yeah, over his yeah, face. Yeah. And I don't know why, but then she shows up dressed as a bride and he's into it. I, listen, <laughs> it's the Some Like It Hot ending. That was what I really liked about it. That's just the ending to Some Like It Hot where he's like, ah, nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to do. Well, yeah. I, it's nice to be loved. Yeah. I can find a warm, wet hole in this thing. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> Let's do it. Now, don't bite. Don't bite. No, no. God, he's training that thing like a dog. He's well, he's a, using peanut butter. Like, well, I did used to hit that fat bitch up on 156th Street. I assume uh, it's so a I puppet. So I might as well get this. It's, it's a what? I assume it's a puppet. It's a gremlin. So it's, it's, so got a, a hand it's got a hole. Yeah, it's got yeah. a, a hot, wet hole. It's got a mouth. <laughs> wet with sweat. I feel like it would bite his pee Well, you know, you know the story about um, it, when they did Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 80s one? Yeah, the 80s one. Yeah. The, the 80s one directed by... Uh, Frank Goss. Yeah, mm-hmm. Frank Goss, which is a great movie. Yeah. And like really smart and really surprisingly well shot because mm-hmm. it it mixes this golden age style with this very low Skid Row style really well mm-hmm. in its camera work. But, and the puppetry in that the puppetry is spectacular. Yeah. Um, they uh, bought out the country's supply of KY Jelly. <laughs> You know, Gremlins Two got close to buying out the country <laughs> supply. Like they, they there are had, so many fucking puppets in this movie, and they're all so slimy. They're, like yeah. it's so, and it's of its That's age. That's a fun thing that they do too when, um, when Phoebe Cates bites the one Gremlin, but yeah. it leaves slime on her face. Yeah. yeah, when it like grabs her and she's and got slime on her like ankles for the rest of the movie. Yeah, they're just they're gross. And they put that Gremlin in a, a uh, oh the paper, a paper shredder. shredder. Oh, that scene was. Awesome. The oh. best kids' movies are ones that I was watching at home. My mom was like, lunch is ready. And then I <laughs> sat down to eat and didn't have an appetite, but was too embarrassed to explain it's because I watched a gremlin go through a paper shredder. <laughs> and is, now I'm, I'm skeeved in a little also, kid way. I feel like the a, best movies have that. Temple of Doom did. Yeah. This movie did it all the time. This is one of those movies. And Temple of Doom 
And right around that so scene good. was when lunch was always ready. Yeah. <laughs> your parents watched your parents watched Temple of Doom too. She's like, you want spaghettios and green jello? I'm like, those are the things I want <laughs> least at this point. Um, oh mom, weren't you watching? Temple of Doom was so good your parents watched it. Gremlins two wasn't good enough that your parents watched it. Yeah. Gremlins um, two is one that we had the tape and my dad would come home and I'd be watching it and he'd be in his chair behind me and every once in a while I'd hear like an appreciative but masked laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that, that was very smart. At least for me, and there's a couple of movies like this where uh, my mom would be like, "What are you watching?" And my only response could be, "It's PG-13. It's fine." Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like that's the only. And she's like, "Is she? Is he gonna fuck that gremlin? Is he gonna? Yeah. Is he?" I, I get nine. I'm like, "No, he, she's just really into smooches." <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and um, my mom had a habit of coming in. Get, get in that microphone for this story, boy. Oh, so yeah, she would always Yo, have a habit of coming in at the worst time. Uh, yeah, I'll take a beer. If there is one, sure. I think there's, I think there's two left, so. Oh, whatever. I don't need one. Um, the uh, oh yeah, the two the two scenes that my mom walked in on right when I was watching them was American Beauty, Kevin Spacey hitting on Mina Suvari. Oh yeah. I was like, what are you watching? And I was like, it's it's there's Oscars. Yeah. And I just loved it at that. And then, like, a week later, she walked in right as the girl Chucky doll was giving birth for the first time. <laughs> and my mom went, what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, it's a... Let's just forget about it. Because <laughs> yeah. there's nothing I can do to explain what's yeah, happening. I, I, I but what's weird is she showed me Gremlins. Yeah. She had Gremlins for me. So it's like, why would... Okay, objectively, Gremlins is everything about Definitely, Gremlins but is better than any fucking... Movie. 100%. Across yeah. the board, I agree with you. But at the same time, like, for something to be so bizarre, thinking about Gremlins conceptually, that's fucking weird. I mean, thinking about Pit- Gremlins doesn't exist. Pitch me Gremlins. It's right. a pitch meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't okay, do it. So in the 19- I can't do it. In the- back in World War II, when... Back in World War II, we were afraid of... Like, when machines broke down, we used to say there were Gremlins. Yeah. Okay? And there's a cartoon where the Gremlin is a real thing. Okay? So you want to do that cartoon. No, like I, I don't. I couldn't do it. You could. It, I, I guess it, Steven Spielberg was like, yeah, I'll just try anything. I'll try <laughs> anything. How did you end up with Natty Bow in your fridge? Oh, uh, for a show. Uh, that's what we our Saturday night showcase. We uh, provide beer. Well, yeah, but you know, like Natty Bow is like a hardcore Baltimore thing. Sure. Like he, the, the Natty Bow that head thing, like looks over Baltimore and watches wow. over it. Like it is, it is the Baltimore beer. Cool. Uh, you put Old Bay in it. That's how you, you're supposed to drink yeah, it. Yeah, so really? You know. Yeah, it's delicious. Old Bay and Natty Bow. What you do is you pour it into a you take old you take a uh, cup and you rim it with a lemon, and then you you put Old Bay on a on a plate, and then you put the cup on it, and then you, you circle it, and then you put the old, uh, you put the it's uh, good? Natty Bow in. It's delicious. I could totally. I could totally. Oh, do it. So yeah. it's all fucking. It's an amazing. It's all, like for real. Like I'll I'll tell you how to pronounce an O right, and I'll also say the best way to drink a beer in the summertime because <laughs> like you get you get the salty. Of the old bay, and you're like, oh, this is salty. What will fix this? Oh, this beer right behind it? Yeah. No, it's spectacular. Absolutely. You guys should definitely try it. Yeah, they didn't have any PBR, so we got an Eddie Bow. That's how same, that happens in Philly. Same country. Uh, same company. Could be worse. You could have ended up with Genesee Cream Ale, Ooh. which I got to say. I've done Genesee. I don't mind Genesee. That's cool. Genesee is... Uh, they're, that's big up in Rochester. I drank a lot of that mm. up in Rochester. I got turned on to it because a bar near me does $5 pitchers of whatever they're running out of Ooh. with 25-cent wings. <laughs> and so I would go there and get wings, and one night it was Genesee Cream Ale, and that combo worked. Yeah. And no. when you get deep into a pitcher of Genesee Cream Ale, you could be drinking Genesee PP. <laughs> and you're just like, well. <laughs> that's true for a lot of cheap beers, though. Like, eventually you're like, this is just, uh, this tastes like water. It's yeah. that, um. 
Sometimes they start to taste good. Like Yingling, if you drink enough of it, starts to taste like birthday cake. Yingling's not a bad beer, though. Yingling's a pretty no, I like Yingling, beer. Yeah. Like, Yingling is probably the best. I caught it and it went off. Um, uh, That's the true test. Ying, well, if you let it if go. you can catch it and kill it, you're ready. But if you can catch it and let it go, you don't even need to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a gong. I would hit it right now. But no, know. no, we just we. Yeah. Spent That's true. That's true. Oh yeah, fuck. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> part of the problem, <laughs> dude. Fuck. Like, well, we this spent is a learning so experience. So much time trying to, and then you just did it. And you're that, just like, that called to mind the beginning of this movie where they had to remind us that this starts in Chinatown by yep. having the soundtrack be like chunga chunga chung 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 chung. It had yep. the. Yep. Be- it had. It had the. Like we've we've hit a point. I don't think it's ever okay to have gongs, <laughs> except if like it's an already a movie that came. I like, think if it's a Mortal Kombat film, it, it's kind <laughs> of required. <laughs> I mean, if it's a Shaw, honestly, if you're doing if you're doing Shaw Mortal Brothers. Kombat, call Shaw Brothers. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. Mm-hmm. We can. Everyone's mouth is covered. We'll mm-hmm. dub it. Mm-hmm. We will dub this movie. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, wow, I'm totally watching Shaw Brothers film right now. Five Daily uh, Events. Cripple huh? Avengers, Five Daily Adams. Uh, I, I got really. Oh, what's the uh, My Young Auntie? Love I've never seen that. that one. It's so weird. Yeah. It is a. It's a. It's a comedy, and it's uh It's it's a comedy predating, um, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan Kung Fu comedy is a way way different. They're all like weird halfway period pieces, mm-hmm. and like they're all like, ho ho ho. Like uh, that's that's not racism. <laughs> um, that's not what I meant. But they're all like, ho- it's all a comedy of classes. It's all yes, about classes. Yeah. That's what that sound was, was a class sound, not an Asian sound. <laughs> Freaking out after you fucking made a gong joke. <laughs> Don't throw uh, me under the goddamn bus with oh, your I'm racism, stuck. you piece of shit. <laughs> That's the whitest thing you could have done. You son of a bitch. No, just, just two white guys arguing about who's more racist against <laughs> Asians. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying I'm less. <laughs> so get with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Bow. Whatever. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there. Jerry Goldsmith did the music. Okay. He also did the music for Total Recall, Ooh. Star Trek, Ooh. Voyager. Sorry, oh. <laughs> I had to do that. Star Trek: The Next Generation, okay. Mulan, The Man from Uncle. Oh wow! Oh wait, the new Man from Uncle? Um, no, it probably means the series. Django Unchained, uh, the oh. new Man from Uncle. Oh, he wait, did a ja- song for Django Unchained, wait, okay. as well as for Prometheus oh. and The Simpsons and Scott Pilgrim. Wow, this guy and Rambo. Do you like not the original Rambo. Rambo. I, I fucking love Scott Pilgrim. I love Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. I like the book. That's my I mean, I like the I like the book a lot too, but I think that movie's great. I think the movie's really fun. I think the book's actually really like. I think when all the dust settles on the current state of blockbusters, everyone's gonna look back at Scott Pilgrim and go, "That did it best. It informed the rest, and it was never topped." Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that, that, <laughs> just, that was a don't bow at the end of it. Don't bow no. at the end of it. I'm bowing. <laughs> I'm 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 bowing. I'm bowing. I'm, I'm gonna bow. That was good. So yeah, <laughs> that was good. I, I, that. I think the ending's really fun in Gremlins too. As yeah. Well, I love the fact that you think it's gonna go one way, yep. and they they trap it. They trap that. Well, they, it's it's that's great storytelling, right? Is the idea that we let the audience know what the stakes are mm-hmm. by saying here we have we have the solution. We we've presented you the problem for the last half hour, and now we've presented you the solution as well. We're just setting it up, getting it ready to go. We just got to have the hero put all the pieces into place so that we can pull the ripcord on the solution. And then there's actually a whole other problem that no one has thought about and presents itself in the final moments. That's like classic 
movie storytelling. They do a mm. good job taking, even though it's a, a weird, jokey thing, because they put electricity on hold, which doesn't. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's an well, okay uh, fine. Phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do a good job taking this thing that happened. And it seems almost like a throwaway gag. Yeah. Almost like a throwaway gag. Yeah. And then it pays off in the end. Yes. Like that. One of the best. That's probably that's a really good payoff. Actually, it is. Though I do love there is it's a two parts of this movie kind of brought me out a little bit is there's a weird time movement in it where it's nighttime to daytime yeah and that's that was a, a little bit of a problem for me and when could you could that potentially be a small now this is stretching and reaching a small personal love letter to Plan Nine from Outer Space it could be that movie I is mean, famous I mean that's certainly an influence on the Joe Dantes of the world one of and that movie is famous for in a scene turning um, from day to night in fact <laughs> multiple times Kung Fu Vampires which is a no yeah. Yeah, Kung Fu Vampires, which is a is a really not Shaw Brothers like super low budget uh, kung fu movie, and they at one point he sets his hands on. It's a comedy as well, and he sets his hands on fire for no apparent reason and fights while on fire. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you uh, got it. But literally, like from one shot to the next, it's like day mm-hmm. slightly darker, mm-hmm. then slightly darker, mm-hmm. nighttime, and it's that like we do not care. But in this film, where time is so important, I need it. Like you can't just be like it's midnight. You have to be really like. It, you almost have to stop it and like put a clock on the screen. Right. I need to see a clock, dude. Yeah. I, you need to make it very clear that it's after midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, they do that in the first one too. They they, they do yeah. a gag specifically mm-hmm. around a clock, and it's a visual. And for they the do clock. a different one, but like them turning into gremlins, and because it did move faster, which I'm fine with, it didn't have as much impact in the second one when they turned right. into big scary gremlins right. as the first one. But but I don't think it has to because we that already cool thing with the bubbles in our back. Yeah, totally. That's fucking gross shit. And I feel like that's like a smart thing to do with the sequel, right? It's like we already wrung the tension out of the idea that these things are mm, not right. the cute little creatures you thought they were and turn into these gremlins. We know that going into it. This is mm. gremlins too. We know that that's going to happen. So why waste time even trying to wring tension out of that again? And they spend a little time with it where she takes the other one home that right. she thinks is Gizmo. Right, of course, yeah. They, know, they, they, they have some fun. They with do it. it, you know uh, what that, I mean? Like they, they do it, but that's a great. They don't overextend it, which is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, which is uh, New York sure changed you. Yeah. There it yeah. is. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing that I, I, I do you guys watch Orphan Black? No. Mm-mm. Okay. There's a. Orphan, it's wonderful. It's really good. I've heard great you things. You really should watch. It. Me and the girlfriend are watching it right now. Um. And it's good. It's a good if you have a significant other or like a like a mm. friend roommate. It's good to like grab into it. Like this is nuts. It, Doctor mm-hmm. Who has sort of the same vibe, um, but different. One Orphan Black, very adult. Doctor Who kind of a different. Um, there's this one moment in Orphan Black uh, where they keep a videotape, uh, a surveillance camera for way too long, and it threw me right out of it. All this nutso stuff in this show, and that, I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And for Gremlins too, all this crazy stuff happen, happens in it, and all this, like, I love sloppy writing. I love, like, like ha- uh, inner space. I-, I can't really explain it myself either. Done. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but when Katie is, like, can you call up? Yeah. Like, wait, why? Nothing about her character beforehand seems like she should be able to call the head boss. And it, it like that, like almost threw me out of the movie. Do you I know what like I'm talking about? He's also another guy that nobody sees him, but he's all about transparency. I guess so she that. might be calling and not expecting to get the boss, but just his secretary. Well, she's trying to get the hold music. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she can get him out oh, of the hold music. Oh, I know what you're music. talking about now. Yeah. And like 
suddenly for like two seconds she's a hacker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that got – and like that was – it's funny because like that's such a small thing, but it lo- – like I hit it, and then everything started to melt, and everything was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, – oh, and they do they do a Wicked Witch reference. Yeah. For no reason. So many movie references. Well, no, there's every reason. The, the, the gremlins are all super, super pop culture savvy. Yeah. To the point where it almost seems like that's one of their natural functions is to immediately pop culture so, savvy and even in their dying moments have to continue just – Doing, you know, hijinks, and if it's, it means a reference to the Wizard of Oz, that's more hijinks. It's almost they kinda, live to to commit hijinks. It's almost kind of awesome that this movie flopped because there is no Gremlins three, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the fact that it stops at this because the only thing you can do next is put them in space. <laughs> yeah, um, I beg to differ. I, I will spoil one of the items on my list. Gremlins three writes itself. Okay, that dude and that Gremlin are about to get married. <laughs> They're about to have a human gremlin baby. I wish. And I when they get rescued, uh, he's going to be so in love that he says, "No, don't kill her. Keep it dark. We're going to go get a house." With gremlins a three, the Fly Two. Gremlins three, home. You know, Fly Two is a good movie. I haven't seen it. Fly it, Two is good body horror, but compared to a masterpiece like The Fly, oh yeah, it's definitely a sequel. I mean, it's it's almost hard to compare. It's good body horror though. The, There's some the real Fly good body is horror. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that guy who Stoltz made that movie fun. should be famous and like make <laughs> other movies about body horror and then not body horror for a while then slowly go back into body horror later on in his career. <laughs> you don't know who did The Fly? The Fly 2. Oh, I don't know who did Fly The Fly was Cronenberg. I know it was Cronenberg. Yeah. That was the joke. Fly 2 is Chris Wallace. And he did a good job. And I mean, that's a hard thing to touch because Cronenberg's fucking on fire. Yeah. I think that Directed might be. The Fly 2, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and a movie called The, the Vagrant. You like The Fly better than. What do you like better, Videodrome or The Fly? The Fly. Really? Mm hmm. I think I. Videodrome, I think, edges out because Videodrome makes me so deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> like, Videodrome is one of the most unpleasant. That one and uh, Spun. Have you ever seen Spun? It's oh, all yeah. about Billy Corgan and. Yeah. and uh... Billy Corgan? It's all about meth. Yeah, Billy yeah. Corgan's in. He's the he's the nurse. I just remember him because he showed up in uh, Dolly's Wand and uh, songs. pre what's his face uh, from the wrestler. Um, There's Jason Schwartzman. There's Eric Roberts. He's from uh, he, what's his name? You mean Mickey Rourke? Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Uh, pre uh, the wrestler, Mickey Rourke is in it, and like I, Spun is the I I, I was really it has uh, what's her name from Eight Mile? Um, yes, who, who uh, died? Who passed? Uh, oh, Brittany Murphy. Yeah, Brittany, Brittany Murphy's in it. Also in Sin City, which we mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, that movie made me really uncomfortable. What movie made you really uncomfortable? Oh, uh, the, like, o- the other fucking uh, crazy drug movie. Uh, Darren movie. Oh, uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. yeah. I watched Requiem for a Dream, like, one too many times, and I was like, this is... I've only seen I it once. Like I don't know if I've ever watched it If you're going to show a school full of children anti-drug... Uh, uh, what's their propaganda? It will mm-hmm. get it done. Start there. Show that. Yeah. Show that to a kid at like but fifteen, the and they'll if be you, like, "Listen, you, uh, this is a really dark statement." If you watch, um, Requiem for a Dream as many times as I watched it, which is fucking creepy, and I was creepy back in the day. No, but that's a good movie. It is, I mean, but it's also weird to watch movie. it. But it gets kind of funny. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's like there's that so, fucking Serbian film movie is is really really over the top and and pretty offensive, but. It's cartoonishly funny at points. Yeah, believe like, it or not, there's so it's it hits it. Um, Requiem for a Dream has a happiness element to it. The film oh, happiness, yeah. where it's so tragic, Every, everyone is so hyper tragic. Where if you watch it like a third time, you're like, 
wow, this is the most tra- it's so it's 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 more tragedy than tragedy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Hamlet's like, dude, chill out a little bit here. And um it's it's I I I, I really I really like Requiem for a Dream, but I think I kinda ruined it for myself. I watched that movie and I can I can say as an actor. Uh, I got high and watched that movie the first time because mm-hmm. we were like, it's a drug movie, so we should oh, watch yeah, movies yeah. about drugs. And we were like, this is nah, not that one. No. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, the same night. It was the Super Bowl night that Janet Jackson was killed. Yeah, it was oh. the same night. Uh, this is a fun little fact about. It's like our requiem for a dream was like, all right, let's take some train spotting, and let's actually take it seriously. What if we take train spotting and only do the part with the baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Do you know there's like three train spotting books? Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, uh, according to an interview I heard with Danny Boyle, Train Spotting Two is like set to go, really? but they're waiting for the rights from James Cameron to officially use the title T Two. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they get it. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what Are he you... said. He said it on uh, on WTF. He was mm-hmm. talking to Marin, and he wasn't. It didn't sound like he was making that's a joke. Amazing. So wait, what movie makes you super uncomfortable? That's tough to find. Um, the most recent movie that made me super uncomfortable was uh, Under the Skin. Uh, that really, really like made me feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah, yeah, um, that's what I was doing. yeah. That just that just Why? scared me in a movie. way that it's I do really too. Good. I think it's phenomenal, but it 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 scared me. I was happy. It put was, me in a place that I don't see in my life that scared the hell out of me. I had the the same reaction I had with Under the Skin. I had with Gremlins too. Let me finish. Um, in the fact that like I was just happy it got made. It's one of those mm-hmm. movies I'm like I'm really happy this exists. You know what movie I'm not happy exists? The Void. I think I hate that film. I don't know um, that one. Enter the Void. Excuse Enter me. the Void. Yeah. Uh, Enter the Void. Oh, I, I liked that movie. I think I hate. Like it's a movie I've seen like twice, and every time I watch it, I'm like, this is visually stunning. Yeah. But fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have that. Like yeah. I feel that way about um, uh, all what he made. Uh, Antichrist. Oh, last that's one a year. great movie. A- everything I love. Antichrist. Everything after Antichrist. Oh no, because I love Melancholy and Death. Uh. It's it's the it's the sex ones he did. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Nymphomania. Yeah, I, f- I, I kind of have this like, yeah, fuck you too. Like, I, I he was definitely Dogville, having though. fun. I love Dogville. I think I've actually the... never seen Dogville. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, it a is a different movie that fucked me up. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll, I think the the movie that fucked me up the most is still M. Um, M. M. I remember M. is is a Peter Laurie's in it. Uh, Fritz Lang directed oh, right. it. I know what it was. You ever see Cash? No, I haven't. Seen Cash. It's a um same guy who did Funny Games. Uh, Haneke. Okay. Cash. It's it's and the thing is I'm gonna pitch it to you and it's gonna sound like a mid two thousands thriller and it's not. Well, so does but funny. these people just every day they get a, a package on their front door that is a video of the front of their house. Woo-hoo. And then it unspools from there. But it's totally not a home invasion thriller or anything like that. But it what the is of it is something that just is it's fucked up. There's an injustice at the heart of it that is huge and so innocent, but Raw, it, mm, God, it's funny. fucking good. The Cash is that, good. The fact that there's an American but funny that game pisses me, me off every day. And I know it's the same director, and I know it's a shot for shot, but you know what I did? It's mean? actually really good, but it's pointless because just but, read the subtitles. Yeah, you, well, you know what you I already don't, had the same movie. You know what I don't need in my funny games? American knees. I don't need like characters who aren't quite saying English right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it, it it reeks, and sometimes it works. Like in Fahrenheit. But I don't like celebrities in that movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I would much rather have the guy that is the guy and not Michael Pitt. I would much rather have not Tim Roth and not Naomi Watts. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're real. I absolutely agree with The you. other ones, they're, they're pretend. But like, and they're great it, in it. Naomi Watts is actually really incredible in it. But she's a face. But there's no reason to, to like, 
There, I, I sometimes like movies where uh, a foreign director directs it and doesn't have a clear grasp on the language. I think it really works with Fahrenheit 451. Stoker. Um, what? Stoker. Is that the director? No, Stoker's a movie that is is that. Oh, okay. Does yeah. it have that? It's same... the guy who did Old Boy, but it's an American one, and it's just a it's a really cool like I don't even want to say thriller. It's like a mystery. Bleh. They should you do got like an American Old Boy. But uh, no. No, no, and it's a shame because Spike Lee's interesting enough to have done it well, but he just really phoned it in. He fucking didn't know what the fuck. Yeah. It's old boy. You almost have to treat it with like a deep respect. The thing is with old boy is what makes that so appealing to me is that it's it feels foreign. If you make it American and you make it feel more comfortable, then I am already not I in mean, that point. I mean, you could probably do a good. I actually think you might be able to do a good American old boy, but you'd have to make it very, very American. Mm. It has to be like this weird, scary middle America. Well, like it, it has to of, exist on its own. Yeah. With this just, one, is like this old boy. You either saw it because you loved the first one, wanted to see how bad they they were gonna fuck it up. Yes. Uh, or just you were curious or hoped it was good, or you caught it because you just thought it was a, tr- a thriller and you never heard of old boy. In I which mean, case, you've ruined a better movie for you. You might be able to do. I, I honestly think you could do a really cool American old boy if it was inspired by old boy. And you took all those elements that were in Old Boy and made it American. Mm-hmm. You you figured out you know, okay, so he's he's kidnapped by Middle America instead, and that that we changed that over a little bit, and we cut the squid scene and we make it a rat, mm. and we we make it a lady, and we make yeah, her make, I'm with always a, I've, I that's fun. I I get in trouble so much because I always want to gender swap my lead. Why not? Here on it's out, fun. Uh, that's the other thing that's a problem with Gremlins too. Uh, pretty sure it's Bachman. Is am I saying that right? The Bachman test is it two women? Uh, Bechtel test. Oh, Bechtel. Yeah, yeah, I never say it right. The Bechtel test. Uh, I think the Gremlins two might pass that test, but I think it's just because Katie yells at the redhead spider, and I think that's how it's, uh, how it Wait, skirts by. Does one of them have have a uh, have a interaction with Microwave Marge at any point? Oh, maybe she's just the other female <laughs> maybe, character. Um. Yeah. She. 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 Well. She's. Um. Julia Roberts. No. Not Ju- uh, Julia. Uh. No. It's not Julia she, Child. Julia Child. But she's clearly that. Yeah. And but, she's always drinking. Yeah. Well. Julia Child was always trashed on yeah, TV. Yeah. But I mean, this was that was part of her shtick. Oh, yeah. Almost it was like a little in here and a lot for me. Microwave. The merch. rest of Gremlins Two was known for its. Uh, for its subtlety and its nuance, like <laughs> God, it, it really. It, it, Gremlins Two is like putting makeup on with a shotgun. Like it's gonna look crazy, but it's gonna be cool. Mm. I'll get it on your eyes. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. Man, I just wanted. I just wanted that silence to go even longer. That was good though. You did it with a swig and everything. Yeah. That was beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of known for swigging quite well. You got to do it. I swig on stage. People know me for, for drinking on stage. Known for saying I don't want people to talk to me. Sort of <laughs> You're a, a well-renowned swiggler. <laughs> yeah, people, I mean, I'm known for drinking on stage. Uh, so drinking on stage, I think I'm doing your closing show. That's that's next week. That's pretty exciting. My what show? You're doing? Aren't you guys closing out? Uh, we do. But oh yeah, yes, yeah. I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> it's sorry, a closing I was trying, show. I was trying to tie things together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We are. Yeah, we're bringing the the open mic to an end, and then uh, it's gonna be a Saturday night showcase. That's pretty cool. Up at the art department. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, any final thoughts on Gremlins Two, boys? I was like thoroughly entertained by it in like a big bad way. Uh, it just to me, it was like actually a huge improvement on everything from the first one. So often now, and this is this is often my defense of filmmakers like Zack Snyder's that. So often, you get movies where just because of the powers that be, 
there's some sort of playing it safe involved. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of, you know, I, I'd much rather a, a big monstrous thing happen that's not just a studio hack, you know, phoning something in and making a shiny product. But this is like beyond that mm-hmm. because this is a guy who, you know, really got to go big because he didn't have the studio interference. And his big impossible to sell vision <laughs> nailed it. Yep. Yeah. It's like that's where, where yep. I have to stop defending a Zack Snyder is that he always goes big, but he, I think I said it before, he shoots for the stars and he crashes into the sun. <laughs> yeah. And it's a beautiful explosion. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, I go home two hours later with a sunburn and I feel all right. <laughs> but Gremlins 2, like, there was a thing being accomplished, there was a vision being realized, yeah. and it was realized, but it's also a silly movie about meta monsters that are rambunctious yes. and afraid and of the hulk just they're afraid of the hulk they're rambunctious they're they're just little bastards they yep. don't they don't like criticism of the first movie mm-hmm. nope. um i think it's it's oh do you want to go first i'm sorry you... what, what no, i'm saying is no. there was a message there but there was also an entertainment yeah. obligation and he hit them both yeah and, and very well and that's something that you i would say you would you never see I love you really it. never see. There's it's always so some rare. sort of a of a give take where it's like, that's cool that they got that in there. Shame about this, yeah. Yeah. or shame about this. But you know, they had this happen. There's nothing in this that I'd take out, and hmm. to add something would be to make that one fleck of paint that turns the pollock into to gibberish. Right. Yep. Uh, you know what was the one thing I would have lifted out? Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. Just compare the Gremlins yeah. to the new batch <laughs> to a Jackson, Jackson Pollock, Pollock painting. Uh, favorably i'd say the phantom yeah, of the opera scene could have gone really but but the thing is about I that is that is a, that that's scene. an aside that doesn't feel like an aside it happens and, and then they go right back into but, the but thing. It, wait it is, can i make an argument for it it's the only scene in the entire movie that is actually an aside everything else flows from yeah, one yeah. previous story point into the next. That is the it's, one thing it's sort of in there though he gets acid thrown on his face it's not out of nowhere specifically nowhere. was warned Acid, do not throw in yeah, the face, which yes. is very important. But to me, it's like, yeah, they already, right, they already made the joke. He put the fucking Phantom of the Opera yeah, mask yeah, yeah. on his face. That's the joke. The, that's the only time in the movie where we cut to something completely unrelated to but all the rest the of the action. I'm going to say the thing that I that I don't say about this movie yeah. to sell it on you, though. There is a give and take. Yeah. Do you not want that in there? I don't, actually. Oh, it really? did nothing for me. Can I, can, wait, can I give it an argument? Can me. I give an argument for that sure. scene? It's uh, it's not Bella Lugosi. Uh, who Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney. So if you watch the Lon Chaney scene when he reveals himself, yeah. when he turns to the camera, he turns to the camera, he gets very close, and the camera goes out of focus. You watch the Gremlins 2 movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. It does it, but it even goes out of focus at the same yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you, at the same time, trade the water dancing from the Lady Gremlin? Because that is just as excisable in that sense. I mean, there what is, is the water dancing? The when da- they do that, when they all... La, 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 la. And they put out the the, they're all in the pool, and it makes a big picture of her face, and she emerges from the middle. Are they in a pool? Oh no, but that's part. But that is all part of the dance number. That's all part of the dance number, which has been established as the dance number that's happening. But it is an aside too, because that's happening. But at the same time, she's also locked in an elevator with the other side altogether. No, but they 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 legitimately the characters walk out. They see everybody singing and dancing. They're watching it happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then apropos of nothing, we cut to an entirely different place where none of that is happening. Everything is lit entirely differently. We are only dealing with those two gremlins. 
it's it's totally it's the only non sequitur in the movie. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's not connected to the plot in any way. It's not connected to the story that's being told. It is straight up just a movie reference. You don't but think still, the I don't, fourth I don't wall, not the want hard that. fourth wall break is a non sequitur? Because uh, that, that scene cannot. If that scene didn't happen, it would affect the movie zero. That I would agree with. Uh, I would totally agree with that. But I think that that is like, I guess, to me, that's like a fun, smart, interesting thing they're doing. Whereas the Phantom of the Opera thing is literally just a scene from Phantom of the Opera we've all already seen. It is just a reference. Yeah. Well, and, and but like, I, I am of the thing where, like, I, I, I want that. Like, since I have it, I do want it. Yeah, I guess I'm it just does made. nothing it for the, me. And it's I agree so that disconnected, it's I don't need it. the most cuttable thing. Yeah. Without a doubt. Hands yeah. down, it is the most cuttable thing. It's the only thing. thing I'd cut. That was the question. It's but the I only thing I'd cut. cut. It. Yeah, it, it would be cut. the first thing to go, but I just wouldn't cut it. I feel like it. if I, I was so a funny. studio executive, even though I understand the Tingler reference, yeah. which that's what it is. That's a Tingler reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd probably try to get rid of that. For, that the, the, when the, the film breaks, yeah. I'd be like, people are going to walk out. Dude, we can't have... Like, God, fucking cr- creative Well, control. that's a different question, though. If I was a studio, I'd probably cut that, too. But the question is, what would I cut watching this movie? It's the one part of the movie that makes um, that's no difference to the movie at all. pretty impressive for a sequel to a comedy horror yeah. that there is exactly one scene you would cut. Yes. Oh, I agree. Like, 100%. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. That's... That's a common argument in film circles is what comedy sequels are better than the original. Yeah. And there's none. No. Gremlins is always disqualified because it's actually sort of a genre jump. Yeah. The only one that people can argue that I've heard with any sort of legs on it is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's worse. Uh, and fair enough. And I, I actually agree. But I've heard arguments that I go, that's a valid argument. It does. But it that's a genre jump, too, a little that's bit. That's a genre jump, but it's a sequel to, an, uh, to a comedy. Whereas Gremlins 2 is a comedy sequel to a horror movie that happened to be a little funny. But it still has some good horror stuff in it. Absolutely, and, mm-hmm. and it does, but it's to call it a, a comedy sequel that's better than the original comedy movie is not accurate. So that's always eliminated, but it's as good of an example as we'll get, I think. I can't think of one. I, th- I actually, yeah, because to me, I don't think the, these movies are that different in tone at all. Mm. The Gremlins 2 just feels like an extension of Gremlins. Yeah. I, I don't feel like the tone is that drastically different. It's just more self-aware. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's take, and it does sort of what I love when a sequel does, and it takes everything that was in the original, and it, I kind of like, if I saw the original, and there are exceptions to this rule, like in like the Marvel movies shouldn't do this. If you show me the first movie, and I want to see it again, take everything I saw in that first movie, and turn it up to 50. Like, mm-hmm. make it the loudest part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Make Everything that I thought was cool, the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. Um, no, I think Gremlins Two is objectively better than Gremlins. Though. I agree with Do that. Do you think Gremlins Two works without watching Gremlins? It it worked my whole life without watching Gremlins. I think for the I most part, I saw that part. first and a million times. And the first one, I will be honest if I say that probably yesterday was the first time I ever watched it front to back. Mm-hmm. And there's only a handful of jokes that you and wouldn't get, and they're mm-hmm. jokes, and they're you yeah, wouldn't they're lose. exactly the throwaway. Lose probably the funniest moment in the film i think right her trying to give the speech yeah it's yeah. the speech again but and like, the other way around too is with gremlins too that really defines what a gremlin is and that informed my viewing of the first one better yeah discovering what the gremlins are in the first movie is an experience that i will never have mm-hmm. but in a way it, you know the second one certainly introduces them gives you the rules mm-hmm. let you know what it is they are chaos yeah but the first one was funnier to me just because i'm like i know what they're capable of right you know? I know that there will be so one that is... you think Gremlins is... 1 is funnier than Gremlins 2? Absolutely not. I think Gremlins 2 is far and away better across the board. Why are we not watching... You know, sometimes I just get so mad of, like, why are we not watching movies in theaters more? Oh, yeah. And, like, why are we not all, like, 
oh yeah, we're going to show Gremlins 2 on a Wednesday, and everyone's like, oh, dope, let's go see Gremlins 2. Things should get more re-releases, even if it is just like a one-night-only event. I mean, people went to that Ghostbusters yeah. thing. Yep. That, that was, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 don't, I don't need to The get... Roxy actually does a fair amount of... They do. But their screen is still about mm, as big as yeah, a good TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's They do a very good job with the projection. They're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good presentation. I feel like, I feel like re-releases is something that our generation just doesn't have Mm-hmm. Like we're just not because like oh well you know you own a racer head on DVD why right. do you want to see it in the film because I I want I want to see it on like, film you know, sorry I want to see like, it on film I want to see it yeah, on the big well, screen and like well I'd rather show Rocky Horror because you know it's gonna sell more I'm like well you know I, I get weird because like I love like midnight movies and I like Rocky Horror but I wish there was other stuff mm-hmm. you know Gods of Egypt yeah it's the best. for real that's gonna be it. a midnight movie it yeah I mean, it's not because midnight movies are dead. They do a pretty good business of regular midnight movies at the Ritz at the Boers. I'm planning on bringing they do it them back with literally Gods of Egypt. every week. They do a movie that does pretty Isn't well. There a lot of re- like weird racism in that movie. There, it turns out there's not actually. Yeah. Uh, that's just what some blogger presupposed, and everyone decided the blogger was right before anyone saw it. I do get it. Yes, because frequently we've seen in the past and had the literal conversation about Egyptians being portrayed yeah. a certain way. Yeah. But when you watch Gods of Egypt, you will realize that these are not Egyptians as we understand them. It's a full-on fantasy this is not universe. Egypt. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is okay. not anything. Yeah. That would be like saying that any group is underrepresented amongst the gremlins yeah. themselves. And it's well, like, I did have they're that in, foreign in, to reality in, that in it's the, not a thing. In the discussion, I was like, oh, man, no black actors in this. Could have used some black actors. <laughs> like, I, you know, like that weird, like, yeah. oh, this is 1990. Yeah. Everyone's going to be white. Yeah. Except for the Asian people, yep. which are all going to be stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, my biggest critique of the film is of its it is it is of its time oh, yeah. and its time was if it if it treated those Asian characters better uh, or even the women a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I'd have anything to complain about. But I would say it ages well, but it ages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does age. Exactly. Yeah, it does age. But it but it ages. Yep. It, and it and it and it has. Moments where it kind of nicely we get to be like, up, oh, we don't do that anymore. Like right now, reason. tonight in, oh, sorry, five minutes ago, purple rain started at the boards. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Well, that wraps up my thoughts on uh, Gremlins Two. You guys want to move on to a little bit of a uh, little bit of some listing? Yeah, do some I listing. have a I have a list of exactly. That's great. Hey, I'm check this it. out. I want to throw another uh, Jack Reacher title at you. It's called Kill Today, Gone Tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, so we, Dan thought, uh, we should talk about, uh, horror comedy sequels. Yeah. Pitching some sequels, but I, I feel like it's, it's getting broad. Yeah. Pitching some horror comedy sequels, pitching some genre jump, sli- uh, genre jump. I had to harden that J yeah. genre jump sequels. Uh, really just talking about the, the tweaks on a sequel. Yeah. I didn't, I, uh, I didn't quite understand the genre jump thing. I just went for, cause you hadn't seen, uh, gremlins 2 yet yeah well you That's also just said let's do list. a horror a horror yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. sequel list and i was like okay sequels to horror comedies mm. <laughs> oh can i do something real quick yeah uh hi bevan and i love you because she's gonna listen oh, oh good. nice that's like a definite thing I, she she's the one more than anyone else i know i know is gonna get to this point yeah. so uh uh bevan my girlfriend who lives with me and is wonderful i love you oh so yeah I let's go back to thank back to you that. I mean, I got some honorable mentions on my list, like things like Detention, where I was like, Detention is barely a horror movie necessarily, 
but the the time travel elements that are in it make it ripe for just being queen. able to yeah exactly it makes it ripe for being able to do more can, stories in can, that universe i'm gonna throw a bunch of weird stuff in there okay uh one, here's my first one and it has a sequel well it has two uh let's do a good lost boys sequel yeah, uh-huh. let's do like a really good lost boys movie. ready mm-hmm. lost men i'm, I'm down I'll they're do grown-ups it. Gotta because be they've been around for 3,000 years. So Kiefer Sutherland can still play one. And uh, 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 who who was in Gremlins that's also in Lost Boys? What's that guy's name? Corey Feldman? Am I wrong about that? Corey Feldman? Wait, no? where is Corey Feldman in Gremlins? He's the little boy that... Yeah. Uh, whose, whose plot threat gets abandoned. Yeah. Dude, Corey uh, Feldman is in some horror movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's in two Friday the 13th movies. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Jason. Well, he killed Jason. Yeah, he's the one who killed... God, you know what? Fucking see those fucking movies. I will. I finally saw three of them last year. Uh, four is spectacular. Five is great garbage. Six... Six re- is the best. Okay, can I can I, can I pitch a movie I want to see? It yeah. Is, like, I have to pitch it this direction because you're useless to me right now. <laughs> um, I want to do Friday the 13th, part six... Part, part two. two. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I want to yeah. live in that world... I want uh, what is Tommy Jarvis. Well, that pulls a, a Gremlins thing because the very beginning of that movie, Jason does the James Bond intro and throws his oh. his spear at you. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking oh. Horshack is in it. It's you have to see like you have to you have to see them all. You have it to see. It has the most earned resurrection too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fuck. I would I would love to see. Friday the Thirteenth Part, and I think you could do it now. And I'd love to do it as like one of those old throwback pieces. Where well, they did it with done. the last Texas Chainsaw came after Texas Chainsaw One. It was Texas Chainsaw 3D. I didn't see it, but it came after Texas Chainsaw One and ignores the sequels. Wait, the new Texas Chainsaw the One? The newest one. It's called Texas Chainsaw 3D. That's takes, the actual takes title. you all the way back to before. It's a sequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Toby Hooper. Oh, yeah. That makes me like it more without even seeing yeah. it. I just I just wanted to because I know Final Fantasy Part Ten I think has a sequel as Part Ten Part Two, and I really yeah and I also well I, there's Leprechaun in the Hood Part Two Part Two back to the to but the I hood. think you could do a good Friday the Thirteenth Part Six Part Two mm-hmm. and Friday the Thirteenth Part Six Part Part Six is has such a humor to it and it, it's a really it's a funny movie and it's an erd funny four is funny too but it's more of a Breakfast Club funny um, and um, Oh fuck! He's the dad from um, Back to the Future. Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is a fucking crazy person, funny, because mm-hmm. uh, he does a crazy dance in it. You should say. Wait in part four. Hey, has anyone seen the Corkscrew? Yeah, Corkscrew, yeah. Corkscrew. Cork- fucking, you're gonna love that when you see that movie. You're gonna listen to this podcast again. It's gonna be the best thing. Um, and uh, but like part six, like you could totally do a part six, part two that just I would love to take the Jason movies and I would do it like to part six, part four, maybe part four, but part six, part seven. I do what Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, Jason goes to hell. I'd love to take all those movies. And Jason get... takes Crown Heights. Crown Heights. Crown that, Heights, Brooklyn. Is that where he is at? No, I'm just saying you could do a oh, sequel. Oh, yeah. Takes Crown Heights you figure out how you unbaby like... him. You have to see the movie. And um, I would love to see 
all those Jason movies just like suddenly sprout little like their own movies like Night of the Living Dead did where like it has like a trailer oh, yeah. Turns, yeah. and like I would love to see like oh yeah no there's a Jason verse now mm-hmm. there's a multi Jason verse it's a lot like Marvel it's really good mm-hmm. but like and they use all practical effects and they do it for like a hundred thousand dollars each and we give it to cool young directors and they figure out the theme of the first movie and then we duplicate that God, I, you, I describe that and then I get mad that it doesn't even exist yeah <laughs> Uh, I had so I like. Uh, Sorry, make noise on the tape. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, John dies at the end because there's already a great sequel book to that. Yeah, and um, I really liked that movie. Honestly, you could do John dies at the end without even getting into. Yeah, you wouldn't that even have to get book. into the sequel book. You could just like jump use, off from where the movie ends. Yeah, and use other. I love John dies at the end. I really like that movie. And what's uh, the other one? Uh, this book is full of spiders. Yes, that's the other. Uh, book. And he wrote a third book that has nothing to do with the other two. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I could look it up, but I'll tell you later. All right, but I love. John, I love both. The, I love that book. Yeah, it I like that book really a lot, and I like the movie a lot. Don Coscalari, he makes uh, he makes really fun movies. Yeah, and he figured out the. I got I got to stop you. Yeah. Every time we do it, Coscarelli. Coscarelli. <laughs> Every time, because I say that too. It's like it's like Burgess Meredith. I always yeah. say Burgess Meredith. Throw it out there. What did I say? Coscalari. Oh, okay. Which is Peter Scolari. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, yeah. No, I really, I think, and John dies at the end. Fills a niche that I think is really good, which is a. Uh, it's basically, and I, they describe it as this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't close enough. I'm so <laughs> fucking sorry. I'm so. I love oh, you, Bevan, me. and I'm sorry. Um, she's gonna be mad at this point. Okay, you mentioned it. Move on. Uh, they're basically Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. If David Cronenberg directed it. Yes. Yeah. And yes, please make more of those. Mm-hmm. Keep just keep. Oh yeah, I would see a million more of those. Yeah, I'd, I'd, and I'd, I like that cast. Those two guys are really, really great they, in those roles. They live in it really well. They yeah. respect. They respect the book really well. Yeah. Um, the book is I. I the book got me into reading again a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I could have read Moby Dick if it wasn't for John Dies at the end. Yeah. Like that's the book that got me back into like adult I mean, since reading. It was written as a series, you can kind of pick it up episodically. Yeah. And I, just I, go through it. I got and it ties together pretty nice. And yeah. like it has and John Dies at the end has a moment in it that are in the book that I really like, which is at the end, which isn't in the movie, which is uh who is real and who it isn't. Oh yeah. Um but man, and the sequels like the sequel is an episodic, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I would, I wish, I wish John Dies at the end was a trilogy. I yeah. want one more. Could book. be. I want and it's one at more. a point now where the budget will be proper, as in low. Oh, I want it for the book though. Oh, okay. I don't necessarily need. I, I would I'm love sure a sequel will. to it's that a movie. Bit of a cash cow, but I, I don't need the. Um, I, I would love a trilogy. I don't need a trilogy for the movie though. I don't know if you could pull it off. Right. Maybe you do another episodic one for the second one, sure. and then you do this book is filled with spiders. Right. That yeah. show is made to be a, that movie is made to be a series, a show, like a television this show. Book John is filled with spiders. Sh- well, just John does at the end branded as a show. God, I would watch the shit out of that, that. That this book is filled with spiders is way smarter. And it got- I'd watch a Gremlins show actually. They made a Tremors show that that worked for a decent amount of time. That's mm. pretty impressive. I, I mean, it's funny. Show. I don't think I think the whole point is Gremlins show can exist. Gremlins has to exist in only two movies. Goonies can only be one movie, but it has to feel bigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's important to them. Sorry, am I talking too much? That's okay. No, I want to pitch a movie to you just because I think it's funny. It's called Ferris Bueller's Day Off Two: Back in Class. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. Here's what's gonna happen: is Bueller returns to school, and we have like a bit of a scream situation. Someone was murdered yesterday. <laughs> So he has to, and he's he's a suspect because he wasn't at school. Everyone else is accounted for, but Ferris Bueller is <laughs> he has not. No alibi. So he has to come clean about how he really spent that day. 
Oh, that's gorgeous. But then also solve a mystery of a murder. Can yes. I, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he's still the same Ferris Bueller yeah. that we all know and love. Yeah. So when he has to speak to the judge or talk his way out of situations or, you know, bo, 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 <laughs> yeah. he's, he's going to be your typical guy. But like he's also going to grow because the, the framing device of Ferris Bueller is he's telling us the story. So every little piece of it has to be treated with. He's, he's a great, unreliable narrator. Yeah. Every little piece had, Twist and Shout did not happen. Right. Oh, not wow. like that. He's just telling you his right own now. legend. Right. Yeah. So this would be them being like, what did you do yesterday? And him being like, all right, well, here's what I really did <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Wow. And it has to prove that he's innocent. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't have a list, was because I thought about that all day. Yeah, that's do you know what I realized when you said that? You, I didn't, I didn't, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the, there's a TV show of that, and it's Saved by the Bell. <laughs> that's yeah. what, that's what Ferris Bueller's yeah. Day Off would be because that can freeze frame yeah. and, and yeah. stop everybody. Yeah. Hey, c- can I can I do something real quick? Yeah, um, I want to pitch two movies that have never existed um, that I keep in my brain at all times, and I want them on wax. Mm-hmm. Can I do that real quick? Sure. Um, we don't operate in wax, but conceptually, it's going to be shut up for the, the fucking. For the, it sounded the, so fucking cool for and prosperity. Then you fucking stepped all over. There's two <laughs> movies I want to do, um, and it's always in my brain. And I I did one sort of. Uh, one is uh, a movie that doesn't have a name, and it's about two people. One of them is uh, Indian, uh, as in Hindu, and the other one is a um, Hispanic, um, uh, Hispanic uh, transgendered person, person who is transgender. And their job is they live in a van together, and they drive across the country for rich people, and they find old vintage pornography for them so if you're very rich and you're trying to find a very specific pornography these two people will find it for you and the first story is introducing them and then the second story is them at a diner and it's like the classic uh pulp fiction diner scene Mm -hmm. but at the end of it they get the shit kicked out of them and you're like are they dead and then the third story is them working for a very rich man and they have like specific rules or like no kid stuff no dog but you know like they're they're very moral but they're looking for pornography and the third story is them looking for going to this rich man and it's this very big lebowski story of them trying to find this pornography for this very very rich man and it's sort of this weird world that they go to and at the very end they go to the diner and you realize that the third story is the second story in order oh cool i've i wanted that on wax because i wanted someone to hear it the second one i wanted to do and it has a name it's my favorite name i've ever came up with and i'll stop talking because i talk too much i realize that um is um Grave robbers from out of Baltimore, mm-hmm. and it's about these two slackers, and they're uh, they're uh, neo Gen Xers, so they're Gen Xers, but they're Gen Xers as a religion, and they both work at a place that's somewhere between the movie The Cube and a Walmart, <laughs> and um, they end up taking a cursed BJ's item. wholesale, yeah, basically, <laughs> they end up taking a cursed item home accidentally, and they get one of their girlfriends or boyfriends doesn't matter cursed and they have to fix it so they go to this exorcist and the exorcist is a truck driver and they meet this exorcist and they're like if you want to fix this you got to find a whole bunch of like stuff you have to start grave digging so they have to meet a grave digger and they meet this guy and uh this guy is like this really tall guy and his mouth is sewn shut and every word of of um and he's in like a very he's in a suit but he weighs like 120 pounds tops and every word of jack kerouac's on the road is tattooed on his body and that's the end of that story i don't know where it goes from there but holy shit you'd watch that movie <laughs> all of on the road tattooed that's very funny <laughs>
Thanks uh, for letting me say that and get that on you're welcome. digital. This is going to sound super rude go. after all of that, but I just have to bring this episode to a stop at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally will pass out if we record can any you, longer. Can you drop one more sequel on us? Oh, yeah. Uh, my name is Bruce. I don't know if anybody has seen this movie, but there needs to be a sequel to this movie. You would love this movie. It is a, a, a super indie starring Bruce Campbell, where Bruce Campbell plays himself, yes. Bruce Campbell. And he's not uh, good at stuff. And he's terrible. He's just a bad B-movie actor. Oklahoma Hotep needs a goddamn sequel, too, now that we mention it. Uh, that does need a sequel. I fucking love that movie. Also by Don, guy whose name I can't pronounce the last name. You got it. You got it. Give it a shot. Coscalary. Ah, uh, so close. <laughs> uh, Coscarelli. There uh, it is. That's and uh, it, it is, uh, he's like a bad B-movie actor, a kid who knows him from his B-movies where yep. he fights evil, Yep. Uh, accidentally unleashes evil on his small town, and kidnaps actor Bruce Campbell to come stop the evil in his small town. Amazing. It's a great movie, uh, and it deserves a sequel. It, 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 Bruce Campbell. Directed by Bruce Campbell? I want to say yes. I feel I like he directed right. it. I think so. Because he also did The Man with Two Brains, which is pretty watchable. Like, yeah. It's a bad, that was good, The Man with the Screaming Brain. Screaming Rain, yeah. Oh, Two Brains is uh, Steve Martin, right? Yeah. Yep, that is correct. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think Bruce Campbell did direct it, I think. I th- that confirmed. sounds yeah. right. Confirmed. Good. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see uh, a sequel to that. Oh. I also had uh, Kevin in the Woods on there, I think. Uh, and here's... Really? Actually, here's my Kevin in the Woods pitch, by the way. My Kevin in the Woods pitch is we go back to, almost like Monsters University style, <laughs> back to... The two characters from underground, their younger years being introduced into this organization. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. I think that would be cool because you could run through so many horror movie genres if it's literally their training to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it would obviously, then you could get into the mythology of this whole world in in bigger, deeper ways because of it. I think that would be fun. That would be cool. That's great. That's That's really good. You know what, though? And even even if you wanted to keep it simple and safe, you could just do another uh, another cabin. Yeah, exactly. It's their training cabin. (laughs) It's their training day. Training cabin. It's just called training cabin. I love it. I love it. That's perfect. (laughs) Training cabin. That's awesome. That's a good entry. (laughs) You have another one? Uh, I had the guest. It's like my favorite movie recent years. Uh, I think you is that could. A horror? It, is that a comedy? Uh, yes and yes, yes. It's like I would shrug at both of those. I would say yes with it's a, a comedy. The way that horror those. movies are do you, comedies, do you know but what it's not we, a horror we movie. We left out. Did you? Do you have the creep in there? Oh, uh, actually, I creep is on my honorable mention list because they've already talked about how they're go. They, I think they are they, making. They want to make it. Have you yeah. seen the creep? Yeah. It's wait, creep. the creep. He, he oh wait, the, the found creep. footage I'm one. Sorry. Yeah, the found footage one. Yeah, yeah, with, the Mark uh, Plus movie, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah. creep's good. good. Great. Creep is good. Then oh, I would dude, watch more. You turned me on to that. Freaked me out for like a day. It's great. Here, so here's my pitch for the guest, by the way, too. Just if we're gonna do this really quick. So the guest is, uh, we, we we saw a screening where the writer was there, and he said the director, the the reason they made the movie at all was the director came to him one day and was like, "I just watched Halloween and the Terminator back to back. We need to make that movie." So that's how so that's how the guest becomes the movie, right? So the sequel for the guest would be Halloween two and Terminator two as one movie. Right, uh. it would be so. My conception of the guest, and this is my interpretation of it. It's not really about this, but this is my interpretation of it. I is love it. he is actually their son? So then you can do the Halloween two, where that's what's revealed in it, right? Yeah, that he yeah, is yeah. actually related to them. But then you also make it Terminator two, where he become he actually becomes their protector against perhaps another agent from the program he was oh, in, sent to shut him down. Exactly. Yeah, like you know, the guest is back, <laughs> and this time. He has guests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boom. Yeah, exactly. It follows is going to get a sequel, right? Yes, probably. I really don't want it I to don't because want it they're going to delve into the mythology yeah, of the beast. Yeah, and I don't like that. It, I don't think they need to. When as it ambiguously represents yes. 
the threat of maturity yeah um and the responsibility of maturity i think that works yes but i will watch all of the goddamn <laughs> yeah, yeah agreed yeah i'm gonna like god i love that film. I, it I follows to me is the and, I, and i'll say it i i i put it up there right next to a thing like halloween yeah you i really it. think it's that good I agree. Next to it's, Gremlins too? it's classy as shit <laughs> i put them in the same section of the video store but they're on different shelves <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Really yeah. Are. gremlins like 2 that. is sitting next to monster squad yeah. but I, I, I you know, saw it follows is sitting next to the shining. Yeah. I saw it follows and then I loved it and yeah. then it ended. Yeah. And then I um it's the only time I've ever done this. Yes, it's the only time I've ever ever done this. I saw it and then I rewatched it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. not like that first scene the second time around oh. is fucking great. Oh god, it's so fucking good. Everything about God, we, I could love that. Don't movie. let me talk about it, Falls. Oh, I right. fucking love that. We, movie. We're we're running out of time. We we're are. Definitely, I think I ran. A, I, think, I think yes. I ran the light hard. I'm sorry. Last no, no. last pitch, uh, World's End, the Edgar Wright movie, uh, because oh, new the, beginning. The, exactly, the ending that it ends on seems like just the greatest movie. I definitely want to see. That's so another just one that, that I think movie. should be a show. Yeah, spaced in the post-apocalyptic yes. Ooh, world. That sounds Into good. It. Yeah, into it. That was, yeah, that was the other one. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's dude, really, you really definitely, good. You definitely got an A. I got like a C minus, and you got like a, a also a C minus. Oh, yeah, so I'm feelings. in there with the C because my, my pitch for Ferris Bueller 2 dude, is locked. That's a great pitch. Yeah. yeah. Airtight. Because it makes you reconsider the first one, too. Yeah. Which is, I which did, is he's American Psycho. Never re- yes. We yeah. don't know if he did it or oh, not, dude. and we don't care. It's the story we're being told, yep. and you have to go with it. Yep. There's no device that makes me happier than unreliable narrator. Right. That to me is brilliant because it is. This is the story. Cheap. It's just here's the story. Here's what's told. It might be lies and fuck you. Yep. Yep. That's I'm not awesome. real, guys. Yeah. I love that. I am just a figment of Garrett's imagination. <laughs> yep. I. I I hope that's not true because you're one of my favorite uh, things that exist in my reality, as far <laughs> as I understand it. <laughs> well, let's throw this out there. Does anyone have any recommendations? I'm going to throw one at you. Please. It opens this weekend in Philadelphia. Ooh, it's a wide release. Um, you know what it's going to be? It's uh-huh. going to be The Neon Demon, Ugh, the new Nicholas oh, Winding Ruffin like, movie. Oh, it is it. really, really good. It You might hate it. I might. It might it be bad. I don't care. It looks out gorgeous. there, you might hate it, but it if looks, you yes, are going to see it, yes. If okay. you are going to see it and you have the opportunity to see it on a big screen big, with good big, sound, big. you should definitely do it because craft alone, it's worth your money. Whether you like it thematically is going to be up to your experience, but you you want to wrestle with it a little bit. And whether it turns out to be something that works or not, it's worth wrestling with. It yeah. worked for me. It worked for a lot of people. Can boot it. Right. But, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, but then Ken uh, has a history of variety and little white lies gave it a perfect score. Right. So like there's it's it's one of those where it must be reckoned with even if not enjoyed. I, I and saw, if you can enjoy it, you know, keep um Elizabeth Bathory in your mind. I, so that, so. I want to tell you Josh Larson gave it a four star review. That's a guy yeah. I did not expect to give that movie a four star review. And he's review. a man of of, of faith, faith, I think, yes, right? Yeah, absolutely. exactly. That's he's not somebody I would have expected to give it that high review. It's fucking good. And yeah. it's a it's a filmmaker that we've watched grow firing just Yeah. It's good shit. Neon Demon. Gotta see it. Yep. Check Mark it out. Beaver gave it no stars. <laughs> yep. uh, I like that joke. He's always just just John. <laughs> I don't like that joke. <laughs> you didn't need to. Uh, He's like, it's something that I really wanted to chew on, but uh, unfortunately, uh, 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 I, love uh, I love that I did a he's dead joke and you did a worse tasteful joke. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, That's how I roll. 
I got I got two recommendations. I got I saw the original uh, uncut Japanese version of the original Godzilla this Ooh, week for the yeah. first time. So good. It's it's it a completely different so film. So good. Oh, Gogeta. it's great. Uh, people, I mean, just definitely see it. It's on Shout Factory TV right now. Uh, ShoutFactoryTV.com. Oh, uh, Police Story is up there as well. And that's just Ooh. a great, great, great movie that you should watch. Tons, Tons of fun. Bus. Tons of fun. So uh, but the other thing I really want to recommend uh, is Vanishing Point, which I saw for the first Ooh. time uh, this week. Classic. And that is a, just a great movie that I expected to be good. Mm-hmm. Like I expected to like it. And have fun with it because I've heard it's sort of this, you know, interesting B movie or exploitation movie. And uh, it's uh, the reason people still talk about it is because it's well beyond both of those things. It is those things, but it's doing a lot more and it's doing a lot more interesting things than just being a car movie or just being a, a, a B or exploitation movie. It's really fucking good and I really recommend it. Um, Got anything? Uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend a movie I haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend the documentary Tickled. Oh, I really oh, want God, that comes to out see in Philly next this. week. I have not. I I saw the preview of it, uh-huh. and I was alone, and I stood up and out loud to no one. I was at my work. Did I was you just say no? I literally went, but that I am done because I've <laughs> never had something rock me to the core like this. Yeah, ever. I will like. Tell, I will tell you that I have not watched the trailer specifically because I heard one podcaster I really like just say, "You need to see Tickled." It's a documentary about the world of competitive tickling. Endurance that, tickling. Competitive endurance tickling. That goes places you won't know, expect, or even be able to comprehend or understand that will completely uh, unnerve you and undermine your understanding of the world around you. And I went, oh, I need to see that movie. And I just have not looked at anything more I'm up about it. Boat. The other day I was at a movie. When I came out of the movie, I turned my phone on one of my buddies who lives in California had sent me like 10 texts just raving about Tickled. Yeah. He's like, you probably never heard of it, and it's very weird, but you got to hunt it down. But it is coming to Philly next week. I, I'm going to see it. It was at the Roxy two weeks ago, it. but we're getting a wider release, I believe, at the Bourse. Good. Because I have avoided specifically knowing anything about... Mm. I mean, I have some ideas based on what it's about and the fact that people have said, like, it's going to rock your world and you find out what it's about. I wonder if that's even... I yes, it, exactly. You know? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so I've been it, trying to stay like so very unspoiled. If, and I'm not I can do this without any spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen the preview, I mean I'm since there's a tie-in, if you listen to the last podcast I did with you guys, I've seen Martyrs like twice now, uh-huh. which is a really upsetting movie. And I've seen like uh you uh have you ever gotten to see Cannibal Holocaust yet? No. Okay, so I've seen those two films. <laughs> and um I know what the inside of like, a turtle looks like. And I'm like that 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 and I was like, Well, that was upsetting. I saw a tickled and I went, I hate this. No. This is feed me. This is I, like I I've never been a f- more afraid of the dark since I was a child. Uh-huh. And it's a documentary. Uh-huh. I I'm so like I and I I make art. I make art for money. And like if you make art for money, you get cold on the inside and things uh-huh. don't move you anymore and you go, "Well, that's where they put the camera angle and that's why they did it this way and this is cutting and this is that." And I watched that preview and I went, this is the scariest thing. I can't explain any of this. I want to cry. I want to go home right now. I got to see a, this movie. On a, yeah, I'm so it's the I am the most like I didn't see Hardcore Henry even though it looked fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a movie in the theaters without my girlfriend in a while because <laughs> life is fucking busy. I am seeing tickled. On that note, on a lighter note, also uh, those Bob Ross. There's a lot of Bob oh, yeah. Ross on, <laughs> Netflix on Netflix right now. Yeah. Holy shit! Great. It's, 
It's better than Dramamine. It will knock you right the oh, fuck yeah. out. It yep. will better, better than better, better than Benadryl. Right the fuck out. So good. And he has a very dark sense of humor. Really good to watch. I thought as a child I took a lot of naps because that's like a thing that kids need, and you know your parents yeah. put you down for naps. And Ross. it turns out it was just I was watching too much. Bob our Ross. nostalgia comes. From our parents just putting us in front of uh-huh. least objectionable programming, uh-huh. and Bob it's, Ross is ultimately that. He's oh yeah, so good. He's it's least so, objectionable. And it's funny because you guys, what what show were you guys watching? When I, when I walked Brule. in, oh Brule, Brule, there's Chunk like out. weird connections to yes. the Bob Bob Ross, you know, universe. Well, yeah, Brule Bob is Ross. only ten minutes long. Yeah. yeah, Tim and Eric have made that thing where the ten minute show. Yeah. It's awesome. well, and they and they and they hold it in it. But if you watch Bob Ross and then you watch Gruel, it's got the same. The sound sounds the same. Yeah, where it sounds it, like they're in like a big open hollow room as opposed to being directly of that mic'd. production style yeah, yeah. of yeah. that time. It's it's uh, Gruel is like Bob Ross on acid. So Gruel, you should probably see too because I love that you call it Gruel. Gruel. What is it? Is it not Gruel? Gruel. Okay, I like Chunk Gruel. it out. It's I like Gruel better. Than with good boy name now. of Stephen Gruel. Uh, <laughs> but like. Dude, Bob, and it's it's on Netflix. Oh, yep. also, uh, you should see my reviews of Fuller House I did with my girlfriend. A lot oh, of yeah. people really like those. Um, oh, yeah, plug your social media. Do it. Oh, yeah, let's do plugs. Uh, okay, OJ yeah. Made in America, uh, great doc. Throwing that out there. If you have seven and a half hours. Uh, I, I got a show coming up uh, July 6th. It's a good, good show, so it will be out there. Yes. Uh, I got What's my, the show? Uh, it's Candyland. I have no idea what I it is. I have a show that same day, so really? you can do a double feature. It is the, what is that show you just did? Screenwriting for Dummies. Screenwriting oh, for Dummies. I'll be judging the screenplay. Oh, that's very the cool. The horsening, the Great quickening. Show. <laughs> yeah, the horsening to the quickening. Into it. Done. Uh, you can check me out on uh, Brandon T. Gorin uh, on Facebook. If if you're a real hu- I'll check if you're a real human. I'll tell you that much. But if you're a real human, I'll uh, follow you. I got an Instagram that isn't jokes and it's just like pictures of architecture and like street art, which is also Brandon Gorin. I have a Facebook, which isn't jokes, which is B underscore T underscore G underscore. And that's all just book reviews uh, done in a single tweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I got those things. And if you like my comedy, come see me. I'm going to be at the uh, I'm going to do wherever Garrett lets me do stuff with him. Yes. And uh, I do Raven Lounge and uh, I'll do showcases (laughs) around. I don't know. I feel like I should just tell like the open mics just in case people yeah. are excited to come to those. Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, we came to see Brandon." Like, "Oh, you can come up a little earlier." Nice. <laughs> so you, yeah, check those things there, out. Right, so uh, check out at Dan Scully on Twitter and pretty much across the entire social media platform, including Letterbox. Check out Cinadelphia for the reviews that I do for them. Which are good. And um, thank you. Thank you very much. And then the next uh, piece for Wikia will be dropping probably next week oh, on good. Raising yeah. Arizona. Oh, love so it. So definitely check that out. Yes. Uh, uh, Blood Simple is out there right now. And it's yeah. Dan, Dan's going to hit you with all them big... Well, all I guess not shit. all, but a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the Coen brothers that sort of retrospective. I'm going to do all of them. You're going to do them all? I'm going to do every written and directed Coen oh, I brothers. I love that. That's great. Every single one. As That's long as great. they keep... Picking them up, I'll yeah. keep putting them you down. You hit them chronological? Is so, that what you're yes. Doing? yes. Awesome. How awesome. far have you gotten? I only have done Blood Simple. Yeah. What's okay. funny is I started doing the experiment, got to Fargo, and then pitched the article. Article got picked up. So now I'm restarting. Now you got to go back. Yeah. But you know, like, that's fine. I could watch Raising They're Arizona a hundred times. I yeah. watched it again this week and took notes and was distracted from taking notes because of belly laughs. That's fucking good. Yeah. What's the hardest one you think is going to be to do? Miller's Crossing. I don't know I that one. That, movie. that is a good movie. It's a, either that or actually my favorite is probably Barton Fink. And yeah. that is going that to be tough. That one's more of a tough Barton set, Fink yeah. is very likely if not in the if if not the 
It's in the top five scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yes. It's weird. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. But it's, it's not, not a it's horror a, movie. It's, it's, it's like existential fear. It's not going to be. If you write, but wait, you will watch yeah. it and you will freak your shit yeah. out. But there's some bad Coen brothers, right? There is some less well-respected yeah. Coen brothers. Because like Hudsucker is not is a very But Hudsucker's one. great. It's, it's, it's a good okay, Paul Newman yeah. performance. I liked it, so maybe it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's Lady Killers gets less love. Yeah. But the thing is, it's terrible cruelty. What happens with them about. is, and that's uh, that's a fun yeah. movie. They're never they're never not good, but the the Coens are always just trying to tell a cool story. Mm-hmm. They're they're not they're, they're yeah. not really bound by anything but their own desire to construct a story. And even when it's not completely gelled, it's not like they went this. They yeah, really they, tried to churn I mean, something out. They're it's always cool. doing something, even yeah. if that mm-hmm. something doesn't always work perfectly. Them and P.T. Anderson are like my top favorites, yeah. and it's the same deal where it's like, I don't care what you're doing. The effort you put into it is going to be worth my money. Mm, I felt good. <laughs> yeah. All right, go for it, because we're running out of time, and uh, yeah. I'm falling asleep on my butt right now. Uh, we... Uh, we are uh, at I Like To Movie uh, on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash I Like To Movie. That's the number two. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Philadelphia. Sorry, on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia reviewing every movie I watch. Uh, and I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins 2 was good, and I we, we got wide it. on it. Totally see it. It is a film worth seeing. I loved it. I loved it. And really, it, really fun. It may, and if you watch it with people, you will laugh through it. And oh, yeah. a weird conversation with Perfect midnight movie. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, so we're going to sign off movie. the same way we do. It is a movie movie. It's a great movie movie. It's and a I really, liked a movie really movie. good example of that. It, it is. is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's do the sign off. Here we go. Let's My name is Garrett Smith. That's who you are. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. <laughs> My name is Dan Scully, and I also, much like Garrett, like to movie movie. Am I allowed to say this? Yeah. Okay. Yes, no, you're good. supposed to. You're required. Okay, good. Uh, my name is Brandon T. Goran, and I also enjoy movie movie. You mean? Yep. And we all know that you like to movie movie. Movie movie. We like to movie movie. Chaos just like Gremlins. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs>